Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here, Never Not Funny, with our guest Paula Poundstone right around the corner. But first, let's talk about Andy Daly's new podcast. It's right here on Airwolf. It is called The Great American Cabinet of Curiosities with Andy Daly. Now listen, that's a long name, and he's a long guy. Andy plays William George Frederick Smith Hoffman the 28th. Once again, very long name, and he's a very long guy. As he hosts an improvised show and tell with a live audience where strangers bring in their prized personal possessions and share stories that span the range from sad to hilarious to downright weird. If that sounds interesting to you, and why wouldn't it? Andy Daly is one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash cabinet and sign up for Stitcher Premium with the code Pardo and you're going to get a month of free listening without ads. You'll be supporting the show as well. So go to stitcherpremium.com slash cabinet, use the code Pardo, and you're going to get a free month of listening without ads. But right now, you get to listen to Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Because it's been one of those days. Let's hear it for the burrito. Come on, that's not fair, man. Oh, did father look the fool? Retention, retention. Are you smoking those hillbilly cigarettes again? Ask your doctor if ball kick Drex is right for you. Oh, I don't like that. Go put your floppy hat on and enjoy your day. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo uh hello hey hello everybody indeed russ uh, yes russ russ and yes and russ and russ my cousin russ i don't know if he listens but uh quick shout out to my cousin russ uh i don't think he listens i don't know what cousin dan does <laughs> not so sure his brother russ does uh, about Russ McGarry? He's a friend of the show. Russ does listen to that, absolutely. Shout out to that, Russ. No offense to Russ McGarry. When I think of uh, the name Russ, my cousin comes to mind first because I've known him longer. Makes sense. You know, they say your cousins are your first friends. That's what they say. <laughs> and uh, it's hard to argue with that if you have cousins that live near you because uh, mm-hmm. they're truly your first uh, little friends that you see around the holidays. But again, I'm just I'm speaking as a human meme. Uh, <laughs> by giving that input. Look at Garrett's sharp new hair, huh? Yeah. Look at that. No, the I, silver I, sable. <laughs> the silver sable. I had my nose on my in my phone since I arrived because I had to answer a couple of uh, very important pressing emails. Uh, by the way, this episode 2506, uh, I did not get to see the Charlie Rich of the uh, gay community over there. Look at the silver fox. Oh, the okay. silver sable. It's, it's okay. I didn't quite catch what that meant. Well, that's, that, that's what Matt called you. And, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, look at you over there, looking good. Looking good on this half. Now turn to your left, if you would, sir. It's a little blue. Basically, it's like the, it looks like they did a, a white-gray and then a little blue uh, on top of it. Or what happened? I know you have to put your headphones back on and flip this um, Well, I guess it's ultimately different shades of purple. And somehow this turned a little pinkish. Well, that's because that's your skin. That's just, that's just a very tight cut there. You that, have a very, okay, that makes very sense. close buzz. Yeah, uh, that looks like almost it's just no. flesh. Yeah, that's just a flesh color, the pink. And you're, and oh, you, you know, oh, you don't I do well it. in the sun. It's apparent that you've never spoken to that, but there's no way you do well in the sun. No, I do not. I do not. Um, it's like a witch in water. Me in the sun. Just uh, a witch in water. Boy, do I like that phrase. Elliot Oakberg. How would you like? Oh. 
do we all recognize that was a save on my part? Do we all recognize that was me wanting I did to save not, Gary? You know what? You That one got by me. I did not realize that's that, what you were doing. That's what I was doing. I genuinely thought you looked over at him and said Elliot Hochberg to mean I am now going to ask Elliot what he thinks of all this. Nope. I actually was not. I was going to go, oh, Gary Cockrell is what I wanted to say. Wow. And I said, I said Elliot Hochberg and then <laughs> your thoughts on this. Who cares? You got five syllables in yep. without any hiccup. Yeah. Uh, but that's what happened there. And uh, anyway, it looks good, Garen. Welcome into the program. Do we treat you differently? What do we do with this new hairstyle? You know what? Is the world treating you differently because of it? What happened at work? They fire you immediately, I would assume? No. No, they like it. They can't. Well, they did. They told me that. To I'm your face. They like it. I'm your friend and I'm lying to you. There's no <laughs> way that your boss likes it. Jimmy, you didn't have to, If you don't tell me you're lying. Oh, no. I, no. I bow. The lid's off the... The mustard. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's keep that mustard fresh. Get that lid back on. Get it back on. Put it in the fridge. After using it once, of course. Sure. Uh, sure. You must refrigerate after opening. That's Shake what, well first. That's what it says, but we learned from uh, that last conversation. Right. That, you, for uh, a month, you're fine. For a month, 30 days. There's no way I'm going through mustard in 30 days, though. That'd be crazy. How many hot dogs are you eating in a month in your house? I got to tell you, I kind of treat it like the challenge in my house. And so I try to eat as many as I can. Joey like, Chestnut yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm Chestnut. I'm mm-hmm. Jimmy Chestnut. Uh, now, let me very quickly tell you this. I went to see... Um, anyway, it looks good, Garen. Congratulations on uh, your, your head. <laughs> By the way, so just because you might not know Jimmy, Silver Sable is a villain. In, oh, or I, as actual... Uh, ally slash villain in the uh, Spider-Man universe, but uh, it is a female. Uh, but uh, but, it, it, but Sables as an animal could be male or female, so I, right. I don't feel bad calling him the Silver Sable. Uh, and I thought it was a play on the Silver Fox, mm-hmm. because Charlie Rich is known as the Silver Fox. Right. And he is a little effeminate. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much, as we know. He's a bad gay. <laughs> right. Uh, so he's the Silver Sable. I like it. Yeah. Look at that. Now, if he had a sign behind him, he'd be known as the Silver Sable. That's I'll right. to the notes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he puts it at the end of his notes. He signs off with all ah, of the nicknames you've ever given him. The Silver Sable himself. I like that. That's better than a pop culture piece. Which has got to be the worst name in the history of websites. But <laughs> um, uh, it's ironic, right? Like you meant it as like you're the opposite of a beast. So it's kind of funny. You that know what? So it just popped in my head one day and I was like, all right, that's it. I didn't yeah. workshop it. Didn't, didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't even, you didn't even bounce it off Jason at the time. No, no. Bounced it off a friend of mine at work. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to go with it. And that's it. One and done. Okay, you know what? Boy, Matt and I could take a maybe a little page out of that. Uh, and you, Elliot, I think the three of us could take a little page <laughs> out of that. Not overthinking something? Yeah. Yeah. I think that could uh, could help us with life. Although, at the same time, uh, do you want to be Garen? <laughs> uh, workshop. I don't want to workshop. That. No, you know, workshop. workshop. You know what? Couldn't hurt you to workshop a couple of things. Uh, let's address a couple of things that uh, are show related. Uh, first and foremost, we apparently we've killed Eddie Money. Yes. Um, by bringing Eddie Money up, and then literally within twelve hours, the man was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, of course, we jokingly say that, but our hearts go out to the, the Eddie Money and uh, his family, and uh, then, of course, uh, to uh, Rico Kasich of the Cars. Uh, we did not mention, as far as I know. No, we did not. I can't remember the last time uh, he came up. Um, at risk of speaking ill of the dead, probably the last time I said uh, that that Cars concert was the most boring show I've ever been to <laughs> in my life. Um, but but uh, you can't argue with the, the cat. I mean, the hits are... Oh, I, I can't argue with the catalog at all. I can't argue with... Yeah, the Cars... Even their shittiest album is great. Yeah, they're great. And I know it wasn't just him. But there, was, there was a lot of... There's Elliot Great Easton, there's there. Ben Orr, and yeah. then there's the other guy, <laughs> whose name I can't pull at the moment. But yeah, man, I love those songs. Those those early 80s hits are amazing. Yeah, Facebook is, uh, boy, they're having a real tough time with this mm-hmm. uh, with this one. And uh, 
and, and, you know, to, to go back to, to, to my days of going to concerts with Pat Francis, we'd go see Eddie Money and people would mock us. Yeah. You wouldn't know that by the love he got on Facebook over the weekend. <laughs> he was not an, he was by all accounts, not a nice man. Uh, he lived in Boston when I went to college there and um, a friend of mine saw him yelling at Paulina Poroskova uh, out in front of their brownstone. You are not. This is the second time I've heard a story like this. I think Somebody it, saw him in New York doing it. Oh, really? Because I, yes. I, I know. I think I've told the story before, but he this was, was on just Facebook like, over the weekend. He was just like, get in the car. Just get in the car. Like just yelling at her. <laughs> like a, just a complete asshole. Rick Ocasek? Yeah. Unbelievable. So when, when Elise told me last night, oh, did you hear Rick Ocasek died? I did not feel bad when the first thing out of my mouth was, what happened to D? Slip through a sewer, sewer great. <laughs> He's a very skinny, skinny man. He's a thin man. <laughs> yes. Thin man's down low. Yep. Um, <laughs> could be. Could be. Well, we don't. We, we, maybe, maybe they cremated him. We don't know how it happened. He could bury the ashes, of course. Oh, I thought you meant hell. No, I don't think he's in hell. I just meant he went through that uh, uh, sewer grate, and then they just <laughs> oh, put him in the ground six gotcha. feet under. Right, like he's all set. Yeah, he's all set. Just leave him there. He's good so to go. Uh, but I will, I will, I will say to to this to this over the weekend of losing any money and Rick Ocasek is it is uh, uh, about to happen of what I said. We said it in 2016 when there was that rash of people, famous people dying. Mm-hmm. That season one, uh, we talked about how they're all of these, all of our heroes, all of our uh, rockers are aging. And they are all now mid seventies to eighties, mm-hmm. and they're, they're sadly they're going to all be going soon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's awful. It's, it's sad, but mm-hmm. you know, but not people die. All right. So uh, it's sad because some of those people are, it feel it feels like it's you know they're they're not young, but they're when you die in your seventies, that's a little little shocking in these in this day and age. I agree 100% with that. Um, but that's that is just statistically what's going to happen. If you take a, any group of people, you're like if there's like a thousand rock stars in the world, some percentage of that they're going to die in their 70s and some of them are going to live to 100, but uh, right. but we're we're getting the the front end of that uh, trend happening. It's happening. And you know, I mean in that money's case, you know, the guy would you know smoke 9,000 packs of cigarettes a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what uh, I don't know how Rick Ocasek died. I don't do we have that answer yet? I, d- I did not hear. Oh. And I refuse to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I know you, you just, I'm sticking with my super You just wanted joke. to be down hanging out with the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, to be determined. Yeah, yeah YDT. Gotta keep it right. Daily what? Beast reports that the NYPD, and an NYPD official uh, said he appeared to have died from natural causes. Now, now, the Daily Beast, that's not an affiliate of the comp, uh, pop culture beast, correct? You guys are two separate <laughs> entities? We are two separate entities, and uh, I have my lawyers on it. Okay, let, let me know how that plays out. <laughs> I predate them, by the way. All right, easy, so, easy, counselor, easy. So, I may have a case. You have no case. They start. Did you the trademark your name? No, but I've been using it in business. So the guy didn't even workshop it. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even. You, you think he, he sent a, a letter off? The only thing that is, if the Daily Beast tried to spin off an entertainment thing called Pop Culture Beast, then you could. Probably, then you got it. You could probably say yeah. no. I, then I, you got it. You in fact, why don't you? Have you ever thought of contacting them to sell that name for their mm. uh, for their entertainment division? Mm. Boy, that's not a bad idea. No, no shit. <laughs> it's a great idea. You could be sitting on a. Nickel mine. <laughs> <laughs> I could at least get tens of dollars yeah. for my site. You should, yeah, you should, you should at least contact guys. them. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, maybe I will. I would also uh, you go with the Pop Figure Company. I think that you got a chance there. And, of course, Culture Club. So these are the three people <laughs> you should be uh, going after. So there's three uh, people you should be emailing later on today. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave out all info desks. I would contact every info desk. <laughs> Malls, airports. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So listen, uh, the the other thing to address is over the weekend is I went to see Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Ross Bowie and myself went to see Iron Maiden at the Bank of California, mm-hmm. um, which is bigger than you maybe have led me on to believe. I, I, I've been saying it's 35,000. Am I wrong? Oh, I don't know. It still was. It's bigger than the forum. You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah, it, it's, for sure. Um, you know, so the last time I saw Iron Maiden, I was at the forum yeah. where I didn't have a good seat and I was closer than where I was okay. with this, which on a map looked like we had, we, uh, they, yeah. ended up, they ended up being very, they were good seats. Yeah. They weren't very good. They weren't, they certainly weren't great. Uh, well, I apologize for if I misled uh, you. Uh, but we were up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we were a little bit elevated. Uh, now, uh, I've seen Iron Maiden a number of times. They were fantastic as they always are. Uh, John and I had a great time. Um, but boy, they, this is the night, they just, they have a, they, boy, they've got a, they've got a, I, I'm trying to find the right words. They've got a fan base of dumb. Mm-hmm. They just, it's a lot of dumb. Um, what happened the first day? So here, let me walk you through the things that happened and I will end with the greatest one. <laughs> um, the first one was, uh, John and I, we were in uh, section M4, row E, um, seats three and four. And uh, so we, when we, when I came up, John was sitting in four and um, uh, there was a dude sitting in one and then the dude sitting in three. So I came in and went, uh, that's me. Oh, no, that's that. That's I go, no, we have we have these. These are the seats we have. And um, they're, OK, so then they sat ne- they, they sat next to each other. And so John and I were sitting next to each other. and We're just chit chatting while they're waiting for Fozzie to end. And um, what's that? Uh, it's Chris Jericho's band. What? The wrestler? That's right. <laughs> And he named his band Fozzie? F-O-Z-Z-Y. They've been around a while. Okay. They've been around a while. Um, I, 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 full disclosure, I, I, I've, never, I've not had any opinion on them. Yeah, obviously, you guys don't either. Uh, I love their hit, Waka Waka. Now, that's in reference to the bear on the Muppets. <laughs> um, I didn't dislike what I heard. I don't think it's my cup of tea, but I didn't dislike. Okay. Uh, one of the songs seemed more melodic than the rest. So whatever song that was, I kind of enjoyed the rest of it. Uh, John and I eventually said, why don't we go out to the, you know, runway area mm-hmm. so we could have a con- real conversation. So, uh, but anyway, while we were there, so then uh, we came back to those seats. Fozzie's done. We come back to get ready for, for Maiden. And uh, the two guys, uh, their buddies joined them and they went, that's us, guys. That's us. Like, and, and they were big dudes, too. Like big, um, just big dudes. Mm-hmm. Big dudes with their maiden shirts on. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little dude with my maiden shirt on. <laughs> and they're like, that's us, guys. That's, and with really, like, with a, a, a an arrogance, a cockiness that they, that we're, we're in their seats. And I went, no, this, this is us. And I showed them. And they went, they go, uh, where's seats six, seven, eight, nine, ten? I go, right, that's done on that end. <laughs> and John just went, what a bucket of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you, how do you fuck that? How it's, do you fuck up numbers? Because it, it, it's right. One, Single two, digit numbers. Right on the, and it's right on the seat. <laughs> right. And you don't, and it's not like that place is falling apart. It's brand no, new. It's brand new. If you can't see the, the, gl- the gleaming one <laughs> on the edge of the seat. Right. So like, oh, okay. And then in fairness to them, then they were like, oh, okay. Well, sorry about that. Okay. They were cool good. about it. So they moved down. Yeah. So then uh, uh, John and I got up again. He ran to grab something and I ran to grab, uh, you know, he ran to grab uh, maybe the Russian or whatever. We came back and uh, again, there's a guy sitting, there's two new dudes, one in one, one in three. What the hell? And uh, they were, uh, uh, the guy next to me was uh, like Mike Schmidt. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe him. And uh, 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 and then the uh, uh, his buddy was on in seat number one. 
And I said, hey, excuse me there, fellas. We got the those. Oh, okay. Uh, so then they move over. Uh, he ends up getting up. My guess is because he was uncomfortable, the mm-hmm. guy next to me. And he stood behind us for the rest of it, uh, for the whole show, actually. Jeez. So, uh, which was nice for me because then I had, yeah. you know, a lot of room next to me. That's rough for him, though. Um, yeah, but I, obviously it was his choice. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, uh, so then, all right, so. Uh, the two things that so anyway Maiden's great by the way and it dawned on me why John and I love Iron Maiden is first of all uh, I'll, I'll do the joke that I did uh, I did uh, Dennis Miller uh, commenting on the uh, on the concert mm-hmm. ready right. this guy's more, got more costume changes than Diana Ross <laughs> uh, he's got a, he changes his outfit for every song that's crazy for, and they change the background for every song for a metal band that's so strange it's great you know and then at one point he's fencing <laughs> um, you know he's a world-class fencer oh no i did uh, not know oh, oh he Bruce is dickinson is Which, a world class. i know i knew he has a pilot's license and can fly their tour jet he could fly any plane like he could get a job with an airline tomorrow right, like he he can fly like 737 yeah. and everything yeah that, which is crazy yeah uh but he, yeah he's a world-class fencer so much so that matt that back when uh that info came out uh some maiden fans called him the f-word because you know that's not the metal way it's like, what's more metal than fighting with a sword? Dude, I, I'm with, right? <laughs> I mean, I know it's a like a dinky, thin sword, but it's still, it's you're still, still stabbing somebody, theoretically. I, I don't understand it at all. It's like, it's like, because he does, because he's cultured, you're upset. Like, you're upset that he likes things? Yeah. To me, that's very in, in keeping with the the Iron Maiden metal. Uh, that doesn't seem inconsistent. I honestly think I, flying an airplane's more inconsistent. Uh, I think that got him some backlash, too, which I find to be insane. Oh, that's weird. Again, they have a fan base <laughs> of dumb. Do you think it's the mascot made of skinless zombie? Is that what's turning people? Sure, that plays into it a little bit. Bringing a certain element. Uh, their first song, by the way, Ace is High, which is a great song. Um, uh, they uh, full uh, full plane on stage. What? A little fighter plane, full fire, full fire, fighter plane, like a, uh, like a image of it or an actual model, an actual model. Whoa. But, uh, I want to say almost life size, if not life size. Is it like the plane in the Waterworld stunt spectacular at Universal? Bigger. Oh, my God. Bigger than that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's big. That's crazy that they bring that out. Like yeah, they, the they first take... song on the first song. And then he even comments later about that's how the show starts. So imagine what's going to happen. Wow. It doesn't really build from there. To <laughs> they I, should I, finish with the plane like it, the Waterworld stuff. Yes, I, I would. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that this plane shows up and then, you know, Eddie comes out as the trooper at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, uh, he and, and, and uh, Bruce uh, do uh, have a sword battle yeah. to where then the, uh, Eddie as the trooper ends it by going. <laughs> which i love this just waves him off nah, enough with you nonsense nah, you idiot the trooper is a that's some sort of world war one yeah and do you think a lot of uh the the guys in the trenches in world war one were trained in the art of fencing um i can't I guess some of them were can't answer that i imagine they were fencing very popular yeah or at least there were there were officers who had come from a more uh, well-heeled background mm-hmm. uh, i'll take your life and i'll take us too um uh, so anyway they uh while all this is happening uh these two uh younger people a couple a young man young woman uh who uh i could, uh, will describe as high out of their minds okay uh possibly drunk and high but their eyes were high and they were high uh, they decided to come down and we had great seats. Like I said, they were elevated. So we didn't really, we didn't have to stand mm-hmm. at all. We could seat over everybody's head. Even those that decided to stand. If it was a soccer game or a football game, where were you in? 50 the, yard line. Oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, but the, in the stage is at the end zone. Yeah. But again, 
it's a it's a um you know, past, we're past the end zone, right? Uh, so, and it's a, but it's you know, it's a Coliseum Arena, right? So they were back there, far away, right? They were far away. Okay. Um, so these kids come and they stand on the, they stand on the um, uh, stairs, and and now they're standing and they're blocking our view. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of blocking our view. But they're really blocking that guy's view on the on the aisle. Mm-hmm. So he goes, "Excuse me, could you?" Uh, and they look at him like he's out of his fucking mind, even though they're standing. They don't have to, your ticket isn't stand on stairs. <laughs> they don't sell that. Uh, I will tell you this. I'm curious, Matt. You're, uh, uh, at the, if it's the same at the soccer games, mm-hmm. security was zero. Really? Minimum. Like, oh man. It was. I, I, I bet the best way to explain. Like I said to Danielle, it was like a. It was like a general admission thing, mm-hmm. but you had seats. Huh. Like they didn't. They didn't move people from aisles. They didn't do anything, which wow. every other venue, you can't stand there. That's a fire hazard. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I definitely am aware of security being at the soccer games, but I, but once, once I'm seated, I don't, yeah, I don't know that I see people uh, dealing with that. I, I saw some EMTs dealing with some dude at the last game I was at, but I don't know what was real. It's an emergency medical technician. Yeah, some guy was having, I don't, he didn't. He seemed, I don't know, it was odd. He seemed, he looked, guy in his 60s seemed okay, but uh, there was a big hullabaloo and they ushered him away. You know, I thought about that. It's funny you bring that up. I thought about that at the concert, that where we were, if somebody was to have a heart attack or something, I don't think he'd make it out of there. Like, yeah. I don't know if, if the EMTs could get there fast enough because of the, because of this lack of mm-hmm. any sort of security. Like, mm. most shows, there's like, there's like an usher at the end of every aisle. Yeah. None of that. I guess I've seen that again. Yeah, I guess there's... Uh, I, I think I feel like I could picture... But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not the same as uh, other venues. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not super... It's not like, oh, man, we're really, like... Uh, it doesn't feel over like overbearing but uh, it's not also i've never been in a situation where i felt like i need like there was a need for security either but, and by the field there's always guys right you know, keeping nonsense from getting thrown onto the field and stuff so there's that um all right so he asked them to, to move yeah uh they give him a dirty look and he said please just move fuck you man fuck you <laughs> fuck you and, and this is the girl the girl is saying this fuck you fuck oh. you <laughs> and she's doing that Jesus. and he he stands up uh-huh. and again he's the size of schmidt like mm-hmm. he's six foot something yeah you know a big imposing guy and the dude now is like come on man come on and then the girl realizes and i because i look right in her eyes uh she understands my boyfriend's about to get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, hey, wait, come on. And then this other guy jumps in to be the voice of reason. And he's talking to this other, the young kid going, well, you know, just, you got to get out of this, man. You yeah. got to walk away. You got to get out of this. And then the guy says, done it. So then it, and it didn't happen quickly. It ha- it, was it was a long going on. Thing. So he goes and, and gets up and uh, they, they leave. And the guy comes and sits back down and he looks at him and he goes, I'll fucking drop him. <laughs> What's that kid thinking? I'll drop him. He really is Schmidt. Yeah, it really. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't him? I could have. Could have been Mike in some sort of disguise. The theater's probably dark. The stadium or whatever. Probably Did he take dark. his watch off at any point? No, his watch stayed on. Okay. That's why I knew so it was, it was Mike. not Schmidt. All right, there, we didn't get the Schmidt tell. Uh, but anyway, I'll fucking drop him. And uh, and as insane as that statement was, that guy was in the right. Like, yeah. And the and and like I was like, and and watching what was happening is like. This kid's about to get punched in the face. That seems so aggressive for someone who's high. 
it, like, like you said, they're probably drunk and high. Yeah. Because uh, if you're just high, I feel like you're more like, hey, what hey, man, hey, man. Cool. We're, we're moving. You're not like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's aggressive. Uh, that probably means he wasn't on the marijuana then. He was probably on something a little bit, little bit uh, oh, higher than that. You think? You think so? What do you think? You think it could have been that... Uh, Zyrtec. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't think of one effing drug. I couldn't think of one. Cleans it up now. Illy. Um, what? Illy. I don't know what that is. That is uh, a Philly blunt soaked in formaldehyde and then uh, wrapped marijuana wrapped inside it, and you smoke that. You know what? There was a young lady met at the, when I worked at the Warehouse Records in Pasadena uh, that. Uh, did that jesus yeah <laughs> i don't get it i guess it does something but it yeah. seems so fucking crazy to do that and and square i'm pointing at myself now yeah. for those just listening square was like oh, oh, what are you what are you is are you smoking pot because she's like ah it's more than that I'm like okay <laughs> wow. and then somebody said yeah that's this this and this and like i i don't uh, again I'm a, I'm a square i don't understand any of that yeah but do your thing uh so they that goes away. The show and the show's great. The mm-hmm. show is phenomenal. So after about the fourth song, Bruce Dickinson, you know, after saying "Scream for me, Los Angeles" <laughs> a million times, he goes, "Well, welcome to the Legend of the uh, Legend of the Beast, Los Angeles." And he then is doing banter, and I love banter. I will love like when I saw Adele, I wanted her to talk and stop singing. Like, and she's <laughs> one of the best singers ever. Mm-hmm. I love banter, and John Ross Bowie also loves banter. So. He's talking. Now, even as a guy that loves banter, even I'm, I'm thinking, he's talking for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, we started with the plane. It gets busy. He's doing all this stuff about the show. And then he talks to the mosh pit in the front, which mm-hmm. are thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And um, which is cool to see from up above when they do a circle thing. Mm-hmm. They all get in a circle and the people inside that circle all bunch into yeah. bounce into each other. But when you're up above, it looks like a, like kind of like a, a satellite shot of a hurricane. <laughs> like you can see. That's cool. You can see it happening. Yeah. Then everybody around them is kind of still. Yeah. Um, and then they break out here. It breaks out there. Yeah. So he said, you know, so anyway, he's talking and he's, you know, we're going to do songs from all the albums. And you know, so I'm paraphrasing what he said, but it, but it was going on a long time. And then he said. But the main thing I want to talk about, and this is a you lot down there, uh, you know, be careful, be safe. If you see a, 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 you know, a mate fall down, make a hole, get them back up. We don't want anybody leaving here hurt. Uh, you know, the only thing we want you to do is leave here rocked or whatever the fuck he said. So <laughs> he's he's going on and on, it, and he, and it's going on and on. And the guy, it, the guy right in front of John, like to John's, like not direct, not to see directly in front of him, one run right in front of him and to his left. Mm-hmm. Shut up! <laughs> Shut! Bring back Maiden! Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Oh wow! Wow! And John, 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 John just goes, what? did he not know bruce dickinson is the lead singer of iron maiden i was like does he think some guy came out to give rules like what does he think is happening right now shut up maiden 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 like he's chanting what dude that's maiden the guy you just dropped 175 bucks to see is talking yeah there's only one guy right now that should shut up and that's you weird it was so effing <laughs> funny shut up and with rage and right. anger shut up mm-hmm. and so then oddly enough bruce dickinson doesn't do patter the rest of the show oh he listened to the I, guy I, 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 I turned to john and go i fear that bruce may have heard that fella <laughs> Uh, but it was it was crazy. I guess I'll just play my songs. <laughs> All right, because we don't want to have any sort of interaction with you people. Scream for me, Los Angeles. 
Left side, I'm looking directly at you. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that you? No, you're on the right side. Uh, we were to the stage. We were on the left side. Oh, oh, you're over there. Okay. Yeah, I was we were over you being uh, in the boxes. Or no, we were in the, uh, the what they call is uh, they call them field boxes. Yeah, I still don't. I've I've been there four times, I think, and I, I still don't really understand the the names for the different areas. This is an area. It's just this weird little four little section. Huh. Um, what's going on, Elliot? Did I hear a knock? I thought I heard a little. Let's find out. Somebody at the door there. Oh, well, that was very kind of you. To, uh, oh, it's our, it's our neighbor friend hmm. across the hall. Um, I was going to say, the delivery people aren't that polite. No. <laughs> they just barge in without knocking. That was very nice of them. We got a, uh, oh, what do we? The heck? Very, very, uh, got, oh, my new pillow. pillow. <laughs> That's what he said. He said he got his pillow. What is this? I don't, it's, it's shirts. Maybe. Who's it to and uh, from? Uh, a special thing. Uh, okay. oh, it's a special thing. All right, let's put that. From but, gravy keg. Oh, they, oh. What? From gravy keg. Oh, it's probably some promo thing. Um, anyway, great show. Had a yeah. great time with John Ross Bowie. How'd you like that uh, stadium? <laughs> no? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it fine. I, again, I was... Uh, took it, the expo line there? I, oh, yeah, beautifully. Beautiful. That part's it. great. Took it. And, and I will tell you this. Uh, I, 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 admittedly, I stared John wrong when we left. I said, it's this way to get to the train. It was not. It mm-hmm. took us a little longer. Uh, but somehow the way that we took ended up, ended up I, I don't understand this distance wise further, but we somehow got there before the crowd of people yeah. and we were the only two on the train basically. Yeah. It's, there is no real direct way to walk. You have to kind of go, you have to choose a, a roundabout way. You have to go either to the left or the right. Like you, I ended up going through the science museum parking lot which felt wrong because that's what i did car. coming yeah yeah i did it both ways and i think it's not a good idea because there's cars trying to get out and yeah. you're just dodging cars the whole time we were at one point we were walking down a a abandoned street like like <laughs> yeah. we made wrong turns right, right. but eventually we got there and it was like why is there not ten thousand people waiting to take this train and i assume they were all coming so did you go towards the coliseum or towards the towards figueroa towards the coliseum okay yeah i think that i think that's what i'm gonna do next time i think that's the way to do it. um we did that and then uh, then got around and then but yeah that train zip in zip mm, out man nice. that is uh that is sweet tomatoes man that is, how many stops is that for you four or five yeah like four or five yeah something that's, like that that's fantastic it, it it uh you know took no time at all it was very very nice mm-hmm. um and uh I, I mean i like that about it. it to answer your question about the stadium um i um because of what you said mm-hmm. and because of the map, mm-hmm. I truly thought our, I, th- I really thought I was like, Jesus Christ, these may be the best seats I've ever had. And then when I got there, like, oh, no, these are these are just good. Like they would be great seats in the Staples Center or the Forum. Like if you were in oh, mid court of the Forum like short, in that same close spot. that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Oh, they'd be amazing. Is that what you were imagining? Uh, it, these would also be amazing seats for a soccer game. Yeah, yeah. No, like, like they would be amazing. And those are the ones that cost like $400 or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not the bottom level. It's up one, mm-hmm. but it's not up there. That's what you want. You want to be up a little bit so you yeah. can see it's re- they, they're, they're. I imagine that, like you said, they're probably very, very expensive. Yeah. They're great seats for mm-hmm. soccer. And they were good seats for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a great set list and just a good time with a good friend, John Ross Bowie. Were the, was the stage in, at the north end or the south end? I want to say east or west. Is that not possible? No, it's not. They wouldn't. I don't think they would do it that way. 
it was at one of the narrow ends right yeah so you're telling me that the stadium is yeah like if you if you walked in if you walked into the first entrance you got to when you came from the train you were coming from the north you were you were walking south and oh you're right so was wait this, are you sure it's not it's not built uh, running east west yeah i'm pretty sure and when i'm saying when i say pretty sure i mean 100 <laughs> percent. really yeah because they call that that the the north end uh, is the fan section. Oh, they do at, okay. for for LAFC games. That's where the thirty two fifty two. Well, it's right there. I think it was right there. Yeah, okay, I think yeah, that's, that's that's what I was picturing. Okay, that's where the stage would be. Yeah, uh, John got recognized. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, he got recognized in the way that uh, nobody likes to. Hey, you're on TV, aren't you? <laughs> and the guy cool. and John goes sometimes, yeah. And then the guy says, "Oh, okay, man. Okay, good to meet you." And then he walked away. And then he came back and he's like, "Can I get a picture?" And then he, they took a picture together. And I was like. He doesn't know who you want. <laughs> he doesn't. Did he ask like, so what? What show? What, what are you on? None of that. So, so that I can tell the story. <laughs> he, yeah. As John, I said, John, I go. What do you think he's doing right now? He goes, well, he's he's, he's uh, frantically googling me, <laughs> and he said, I've been doing this a long time. So best case is he's googling speechless. Worst case is it's a Big Bang lisp. Right. And uh, and I said, I'm gonna go with B on this one. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, that guy's not a speechless man. Right. <laughs> um, although he was wearing a. Uh, I think it was a hundred fifty dollar uh, soccer jersey mm-hmm. with the Iron Maiden logo on it. Wow! Um, I've never seen merch lines like this, mm-hmm. and I've been to five hundred concerts in my lifetime, and I've been to many a Kiss show yeah. where they're, they're all about the merch. I have never seen wow. lines as long as that. I mean, I think one of the lines had five hundred people in it. Jesus! Yes, and I'm not exaggerating. It, why in 2019? Like, you think everybody who's a fan already has the well. They the still, gear. you know, they still care about their merch. They still, yeah. and they always do a special shirt for each venue. Mm-hmm. So this one was Eddie goalkeeping at a at a <laughs> on a soccer thing, okay. and it th- but it doesn't look, you know, uh, thrown together. It looks like that's one they would sell right. at Spencer's Gifts. Mm-hmm. Like it still looks okay, like one of the ones yeah that they would sell <laughs> on the website. Anyway, it was a nice time. That's what I'm getting at. I just think I think merch in general is is out of control. I mean, because at, uh, it, when you go to the LAFC game, you go into their store. It's elbow to elbow mm-hmm. before the game has started. It's I like I like to see what's in there because it's it's one of those things that you they have stuff that you can't see anywhere else other than the website, which you can't touch it and see what it, is, what it really is. Like you can't just go to Dick Sporting Goods and find some of the stuff. Right. So it's nice to see. It. I want to see what they have. But you can't move. It's crazy. And I'm like, every, like you said, everybody spent over $100 to be here. And now they're about to spend $300 on like a hat and two shirts or something. And it's just like, wh- where is the same feeling I have at Disney? And I'm like, wh- I, I, why are there? There's a lot of very wealthy people in the world, I guess, yeah. in America. Because otherwise, how is everybody affording everything? <laughs> <laughs> That was subtle. Uh, I was telling Aaron I, that our guest is here, but I was trying to do it without words. But then the silence was actually worse than if I had yeah. just said, "Hey, our guest is here." Uh, I'm with you about, as far as that goes. You know, I'm lucky enough that you know, uh, you know, having worked for Conan and Sarah and, and this, and yeah. you know, I make a pretty decent living, mm-hmm. or I have, I made one, and I have some savings. Right. Uh, but even I were like, I was, was like, how do you afford three? How do you afford the hockey jersey, the soccer right. jersey? the the t-shirt yeah and the and the ticket right like right. how do you afford all of that here she know. comes look at this paula poundstone walking in no idea where she's at why would she she's confused most of the time <laughs> right she came assuming she'd be here a while brought a picnic <laughs> right 
How are you? Hello, Paul. Now, now listen, I listen to your podcast. I know you're very upset that you sit in that chair before you come over to the big table. Well, I know weird. that upsets I know. you. Now I'm, I'm, no, now I'm happy because I got, um, I printed out the instructions for coming here. And, oh, they're uh, right. There were some problems last time, right? Well, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> this pet-free zone thing. Yeah. Uh, I brought a cat. No, and, that's uh, a mistake. That's a mistake. I, it says right on there, pet-free zone. Why would you bring a cat? Well, I brought a cat and a kitten. And because uh, I was I was going to give you a kitten, you know, as like, a, you know, from my podcast to your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Kind, kind of a gift. Kind of like when Ellen, uh, when Conan moved onto the Warner Brother lot, Ellen brought a gift over for him. No, I had no idea. Why but, do you know that? Why, why do you know about Conan and Ellen? Well, I worked at Conan for 10 years. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, come on. Oh, damn it. Are you, did you just get an eye test? Are your eyes dilated? <laughs> Is there a reason why you're hiding behind those? Oh, like you're a I blues brother? Oh, I on. Let me switch. There you are. Uh, Hello. Yeah. There uh, she is. Yeah. Um... No, I can see. Uh, <laughs> it's so good to be here. I can't tell you how much I've missed you. I think I left my... No, my real glasses are here. Okay. Um, and I think of you every time I'm in the airport because I know you have to travel yeah. you know, for your work as well mm-hmm. and knowing that you have that problem. Again, don't no fear. No fear airports. I know yeah. that this is Jim, your running bit, but I there was no... I why I, you shared that with me. <laughs> didn't share a, anything. Didn't share such a... It was a vulnerable moment. <laughs> was it the day we were stuck in the airport in Chicago? Yes, but I didn't speak of any and, fear. And you said you were afraid of airports. Never. Not what, not, those and words I, have so never I come from my so bad for you and that's part of the reason i brought you a kitten is because i thought you know it could be a comfort animal when you travel i would like nothing more than to have a little kitty cat at my house but i cannot i'm deathly allergic as is my son okay well you're gonna have to take a pill of some sort um because, because you brought the cat i did i brought it i brought a, a mother cat and a kitten <laughs> Is the, ki- is the kitten nursing? The, the kitten, uh, well, I just thought it would be more comfortable. Okay. You can, and also you could see, I thought you would like the kitten more if you knew like what it was going to grow into. Um, do you see what I'm saying? I do. Kind of like uh, when you look at a uh, woman and then see your mother, you you think that that's the... Oh my God. When I was a kid yeah. and I would see like, you know, you know, it happened, happened to catch my mother naked. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, I knew that was my future mm-hmm. and uh, the pot belly. And is that, listen, I'm not uh, judging Boom. anyone. Yeah. Oh, it is happening, yeah. Yeah, I tell myself it's genetic. Um, some would say that I just eat too much candy and don't move enough. But I believe it's genetic. Genetics, I believe it's almost like a disability, my pot belly. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I did, yeah, I brought you uh, the kitten okay. and the mother cat. But again, I'm going to have to pass on the cats. I appreciate the offer, but I, Well, they're here. They're in this bag. I understand. They're tiny yeah. little kitty cats in the bag. Yeah. They're going to have to stay in the bag. Well, they can't. Uh, we're not going to let the, the cat bag. out of the bag, is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> they can't stay in the bag, Jimmy, because that would be like abuse. So I have to uh, mm-hmm. let the cat out of the bag. Do you have any kind of a? Well, this chair is nice. Look, a pillow. That's what I was going to ask if you had like a nice pillow. Uh, look at that. Do you decorate the place yourself, by the way? Because uh, this is fancy. Yeah. I mean, then I, then yes. Oh, yeah. No, it looks fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah. We do it. Uh, Matt and I do it. And uh, Elliot uh, helps with the uh, uh, the organizing. And sometimes with Elliot the helps with the organizing? Why? So you put the stuff up <laughs> not alphabetically and then Elliot comes in? He's got, a, he's got an Elliot, eye sometimes that will yeah, put things up. That's not an eye. That's OCD. That's a, <laughs> oh, you're talking to three guys with OCD. There's no oh, question. And maybe four. Yeah, I, this is a very yeah. clean studio. That's the other thing that's that I noticed. Right. So do you guys come in in order of height when you first arrive at the studio? Is that a thing? <laughs> 
Yeah, we yeah. come in like we're a uh, fourth grade class getting their photographs taken. <laughs> yeah. That's how we walk down the the, the, the uh, hallway. Did you ever see that Jeannie um, Most from CNN uh, put together one funny thing one time? <laughs> uh, did you ever see... Uh, it's, it's, it's accurate, fair, yet a little unfair. I don't no, know who that is, but I like that you fair. took her down. <laughs> but, um, uh, the, She's the Andy Borowitz of CNN. Okay, she had a montage of Trump moving the glasses and the paper uh, at meetings on that big table. Right. And uh, he does it like every single time, I think. He's like OCD up the yin-yang, which I am too in different ways, uh, but I hate having anything in common. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I think I told you this last time. I'm going to give him one more year, and then <laughs> are you? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He seems to really be figuring it out. <laughs> seems to really be uh, putting it together. As I'm, by the way, I'm wearing a Mario De Giorgio shirt. I noticed. A what? This is uh, Mario De Giorgio is a friend of the show. He's got a company called uh, uh, oh, Lemon changed. Ice. Right. Thank you. Lemon Ice Teas. This is a uh, pick. This is Trump with a. With a Sharpie cap as a dunce hat. Uh, move oh, move your mic gosh, so that the audience that is can great. see. Great, I didn't see it before. No, this is, uh, That's because of my, you know, vision problem. Right. I this can't is, see anything once I take those dark glasses off. Can you see off. it, Elliot? Uh-huh. Uh, and these are only nice. 15 bucks on his website. So That's uh, fantastic. That's uh, great. Go and get this. And I, I, now, I, I, now, look at not to one-up you, but I, on my website, I, I, I offer... I can't, I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> I can't hear you. Hang on, I can't hear you. Um, uh, what do you offer on your website? On my website, I, 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 we have available, I mean, for sale. I don't just, you know, um, but a remarkably soft uh, uh, tri-polyblend t-shirt with mm-hmm. a self-portrait on the left breast and a, a memorable quote on the back. And uh, so I'm wondering when I look at that shirt, you know, is it remarkably soft? Would you like to touch the sleeve? Maybe later. Let's build up to that. Okay. I will tell you this. Uh, lemon ice teas, nothing but remarkably soft. Yeah. And I only wear remarkably soft. Oh, jeez. I, I was thinking it was like, lem- I was thinking it was like iced tea. And now I get it. Lemon ice teas. Is that what you're saying? Like it's a t-shirt company? Yeah. I got it. Boy. You know. No. You're the sharpest mind in the world. <laughs> I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my heroes. And There's, you may have just let me down. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I don't see the writing on the wall, so to speak. I see. Um, well, you know, I had an accident, and uh, I, I'm not necessarily blaming that, but I'm waiting to see if I'm okay. Wait, when was the accident? Saturday night. This past Saturday, I had an yeah. accident. What happened? I fell. I, I fell at the Newark Airport Hilton. I you, took such a dive. You, you, were, would, you were in your room, or you walking in the hallway? I was walking lobby? out the door at the, in the lobby. Oh, I was going to meet the driver that was taking me to work. And I was walking quickly with, uh, you know. Purpose. With purpose, exactly. And I did the biggest damn fall. Uh, I can't even, like, later, when I came in later that night, I was trying to sort of, in my mind, recreate how I could have done that. I tripped over the mat. And, uh, but I just went, usually, you know, you kind of stumble, but you catch yourself, or maybe you're on all fours. And, and this was like, a friend of mine told me you're not supposed to try to catch yourself with your hands because that's how people break their arms. I, I didn't even have a moment to get my hands out. This was just kaboom. And, uh, I laid there for a little while before the bellman came over and asked if I was okay. And then a guy came over, like just a customer there at the hotel came over and said, are you okay? And I, by that time I was standing up and I said, I don't know. I, I think I am, but I'm not sure. And he goes, can I take a picture with you? Jesus, wow. I said, and I never say no to anybody about anything, but I was like, 
I don't think right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still, I'm still addled. And I think that guy tweeted about that accident. That you were not friendly? No, he tweeted to me and the Hilton. Oh. He said, oh, Hilton, uh, he said that, what was it? Uh, something about, he was very effusive about my abilities as a comic. He said something like, oh, you know, comedy legend <laughs> fell in your hotel. And he said it, it something about not making a very graceful entrance. And so I wrote him back. I said, in fact, it was not my entrance. I was leaving. You were leaving. Yeah. And then the Hilton. Why did you become Dennis Wolfbert there for 10 seconds? <laughs> oh, did I? I didn't know that. Yeah. And then the Hilton wrote back and said uh, that if, could I follow them and direct message them, which is apparently oh, yeah. the way the Hilton gets followers. Hmm. Oh, you think it's a... Uh, so they trip sort them? Of a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. They, this is a long con. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They uh, trip them. And Devious. then, uh, yeah, they want... Yeah. Now, Paul, I've seen your uh, your stage wear. I've seen what you wear on stage. Is it possible you tripped on your tie? Is that possible? <laughs> I did not trip on my tie, although right. I did see a picture. Uh, well, it's actually a picture that's been on my wall for a long time, and I was laying in bed this morning. Well, I don't sleep in a bed, but I was laying on the floor this morning thinking about that picture, and I thought, gosh, that is a long tie I'm wearing in that photo. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I don't be, think so. Might be something to this. But what I don't know is, you know, I think I hurt my back, but what I don't know for sure, and addled my brain, which is why I didn't realize lemon iced teas, mm -hmm. in fairness, it is a play on words. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is, and you don't care for wordplay. I love wordplay. Well, this is right up your alley. Then this 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 fall has rattled you. You know, somebody came up to me the other day and they said something about they, it was a, like a person that's a, a young comedian, and uh, you know, just starting out. And he said, you know, your crowd work is. He was very flattering, and I and that's when I knew he must have been a Jimmy Pardo listener because you're the first person who ever used that phrase. You said to me something about my crowd work. I'd never heard that phrase before. I thought it was the funniest. So he has to be a Jimmy Pardo listener, and he thinks that's jargon. He doesn't know Jimmy Pardo just made that up. Paula, everybody calls it <laughs> crowd work. It's not work. It's a conversation. Todd Berry did a special called or a tour called the Crowd Work Tour. It's it's a it's this that's is not a thing. It's this is shocking, and I'm I don't want to be mean because of your fall, but yeah, uh, yeah. But you're well, a. Well, this could be a result of my fall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so maybe the, I knew the word. Do you think you just years? It just knocked the one phrase out of your head that just just crowd work. Everything else is fine, yeah, but you just don't remember. Be. I'd like to take the credit that this guy's a fan. Let's at least let's assume like he is. Let's I assume he's a fan as well. Yeah, yeah, I love that part. Now, Paul, I think I, the guy's a fan. Yeah, I think he's a Jimmy Pardo. Uh, in fact, he may even be a part of your support group. Um, <laughs> the airport support group. Because I said. Him. Yes, because I said to him, I just flew in. He went like, oh, oh uh, boy. so that yeah. could be. Yeah. He's on high alert. There's yeah. no question. I appreciate yeah. his uh, How do you staying get from frosty. Job to job? Do you have like a comfort turtle or do you have... <laughs> Do you have something that you I'm doing a lot of trains now, a lot of whistle stops, a little whistle stop tour. <laughs> Using that word, as we said, it, used it the other day with somebody that didn't know how to use that. We did. What, whistle yeah. stop? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody may not know what a whistle stop tour is. <laughs> that was my comment. Yeah. I know it was, but I don't want to say who that was in case we're going to blow up their spot. I don't even remember. But I don't remember, but it, somebody used the phrase whistle stop tour yeah, so is, incorrectly. So funny. Oh, really? Yes. Now, quickly, before we move on, I do want to, Paula, very quickly, I want to tell you this. The, the, the listeners already all know this. Um, I have a torn labrum and rotator no. cuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Hilton? Uh, <laughs> Light in Culver City. I, I tripped. Oh. I fell down too, but I was holding my empty popcorn and empty drink. So when I fell. Let them go. Well, they eventually fell. Went, but I, I landed 
and just completely tore my arm. So I, you are not alone. Oh, I'm in so this, sorry. Uh, That's awful. You know, in this tripping yeah, uh, it's thing. A thing I'm, now. I'm suing the Arclight. I don't know what you're doing with the Hilton. Does the Arclight want you to be a follower now? Uh, that's how they get their followers. That's how they get you. They start with tripping you. And then, uh, what, what did you trip on? I tripped on the stairs. I uh, had to go up. Uh, there were just three little steps to go up from where I was sitting. Yeah. And I did not see, it was like th- three and a half stairs. I didn't see the middle one or whatever this weirdo step was oh yeah and so i was walking going wow what a fucking thing Goo-goo-sh. i hit uh, this step uh, uh. and uh that was about a year ago and mm-hmm. i've been dealing with uh uh different uh. procedures and stuff to try to procedures you've had procedures yeah so i uh, you got procedures in your future oh man yeah wow yeah i think they should just give you one hotel <laughs> like that should be, that should be settlement you they have a lot of give them. me they're gonna give me a um a plastic uh, a a a water. <laughs> They're gonna give me a water bottle mm-hmm. and uh, and and a what is it? An, an internet access code for one night. That's what they're <laughs> that's gonna, it. That's all you're gonna get out of the deal. I think me. you could do better. Yeah. I think and that's... an extra pillow or something. Um, uh, well, I would take it. Yeah, it sounds it was like very this. strange. Like I'm st- honestly, I'm still not sure. Like none of this could actually be happening. Oh no! This is, I, I, I might right now be in a hospital bed, just imagining all this. I'm telling you, you're not. Yeah. I, I want to yes and your bit, but uh, no, you're here. You're fine. I mean, I don't know if you're fine. I think you're. It sounds like your back is screwed up. It sounds like your brain yeah, might bounce around a little bit. Um, How did yeah, you land? Did you thing. land face first or turn or? No, I landed face first. In Eesh. fact, I think, and I'm not certain about this, but I think that the electric door was open. Which is important because had it not been, you would have. My head would have gone through that glass door. Oof. Good lord! Yeah, no, it was a big. It was a big fall. Uh, I, I, you know, I, here's the thing. Maybe they could, because I'm, I, you know, I may have to go back to like the neuro whatever guy for my back. And the reason I hate to go there is because you know they he has a, a rubber uh, spine statue, like a little. You know, uh, a, a replica right. of uh, you know little, uh, and he you know, and he takes he, he he takes it out and makes it talk to me. Wait, what? Yeah, he does a little, he does a little skit with his. Uh... Yeah, he goes, "You better not do that again." <laughs> he makes it talk. Why to would me. you go to that guy a second time? Why wouldn't you go? Well, thank you for your time. And immediately... his crowd work. His crowd work is so, oh, so terrific. good. He's, uh, what is that, that phrase? Sense. Crowd work. What does Let that mean? Let me ask you a question. You're what does the crowd. that mean? Does the spine say talking... things he wouldn't? Like like a ventriloquist act. It's gonna cost you a shitload of money. Oh, don't say that, Spiny. <laughs> You're not gonna like this. Oh boy, come on now. The woman just here to have an exam. Watch out for Muslims. What? No, no, come on, now that's just offensive. Come on, Spiny. Um, uh, all right, Paula Poundstone is here. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Matt, the holidays are right around the corner. You know that. You know how a calendar works. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Dashing through the snow, my brother. Are you looking for a way to stay connected with the loved ones during the holidays? Absolutely. Uh, Well, let me tell you something. The holidays, certainly during the social distance, can be lonelier than ever, Matt. Mm Mm-hmm. True. Uh, Some folks are dealing with that uh, by using Skylight. Skylight is the perfect gift to connect you with your loved ones during this lonely, sad, socially distant holiday season. Uh, this is a gift that will make your mom, your dad, your grandmother, etc. Feel like he or she is right there with you during the holidays. Now, listen, uh, I'm not going to see my family this uh, holiday. You're you are not. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's a, it's a 
everyone's going through this now. It's like, how do you, uh, how do you see your loved ones that if you don't live in the same house as them or maybe the same state in my case? Well, and in our case, so we've spent the last couple of Christmas Eves together and, uh, yeah, that's not going to be happening. Charlie is, uh, he's already talked about that white elephant thing. He's bummed out about it not happening. We have tried to figure out a way to maybe uh, figure out a way to do that virtually. And uh, we are trying to figure that out. Oh, that'd be fun. Because it would be fun to still figure out a way to <laughs> yeah. get gifts and stuff to everybody. And everybody's on a Zoom and mm-hmm. does it. Or maybe you use your skylight frame. Once you take the photographs and then you send that over. Uh, now, let's, let me walk you through what skylight frame is. It is a photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. A great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're separated. It sets up effortless, effortlessly, uh, which is easier to do than me say, apparently. <laughs> it's, Effortless. It's, it's, it's easier than saying the word effortlessly. That's how easy it is. Sending. Uh, oh, my God. They're, gonna, they're doubling down on effortlessly. Uh, it, it sets up in just 60 seconds. Uh, just plug it in. Use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network and you enjoy it. Uh, sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family could just email them to your personal Skylight email address and they will pop up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame. So it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and family in touch. Now, listen, it has a black frame with a white mat. So it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your to any home. Mm hmm. Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touch screen. Uh, you can swipe through your photos with a finger or even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. So, Matt, if you send me a photo, I can uh, tap on something and let you know that I uh, liked the photo. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Uh, now, listen, Skylight Frame has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like your Skylight, they will offer you a full refund. Uh, and you can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift. Import pictures of you and your uh significant other whatever you or maybe uh, in my case maybe i get this for my father yep and uh i would preload it with a photograph of me and danielle and oliver right uh, maybe with him and his wife donna uh from when they came out to visit hey here's a photo that you don't have Great and idea. now you do yeah that's that's a that's the perfect use of this thing it's kind of like sometimes we will take the kids uh school pictures you know they get pictures taken at school and then we put those in a frame and send them to our parents for christmas well there are no school pictures this year because there's no school uh not, right. not in person at least so the solution obvious solution would be just get the skylight frame and then we can send whatever picture of the of the kids that we want to it well let me tell you something the customers love this thing uh, in fact one facebook review said this matt this is such an isolating time as we are just trying to keep my, my grandma safe and healthy but this gives her a little glimpse of us every day and then when we talk on the phone she can talk to the boys about the pictures we sent love it see that so it's also giving you something to talk to your uh, to the grandparents about because sometimes mm-hmm. that could be a bit of a slog that is worth its not, weight in gold right there yeah <laughs> uh, n- not n- not in my son's case of course because he doesn't stop talking but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah other families i can see lots this being kids, helpful lots of kids have trouble they get they get stage fright on the uh the conference call or the right the, the facetime call whatever the zoom whatever they're using i do know that when my mom or dad would say hey you got to call your grandparents i know i know that i went kicking and streaming because it's like i don't know what to talk to them about yeah. i don't know what to talk to them about they're 150 years older than me i don't we have nothing in common <laughs> right uh, my grandfather, by the way, his uh, his famous line, and if you ask any of my cousins this, they, they would say, hey, what did Grandpa Pardo uh, ask you every time you saw him? How's the car running, kid? <laughs> that that was his go-to for conversation. Huh. Uh, now it would be, uh, hey, the skylight frame is great. I saw a picture of the car. How's that running? So see, it would get, it would eventually get there. Right. 
Uh, um, now, listen, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code PARDO, P-A-R-D-O. That is right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame uh, just by going to skylightframe.com. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. And then enter the promo code PARDO and you will get $10 off your Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame! A better way to send a picture. Matt, Fiber Monday is uh, almost upon us. Do you mean Cyber Monday? I mean Fiber Monday because this is the year you invest in your butthole. Hey, okay. I'm listening. Well, hello. What's that? I'm listening. Well, Hello Tushy has the best deals for your butt this year. Don't get stuck with post-Turkey Day disaster. Protect your pipes with a Hello Tushy bidet. Yeah. Now, we, uh, we, now you have a Hello Tushy bidet, and we also have a Hello Tushy bidet. I do. Bidet. And we, we talked about it on another ad that we... Don't like the word bidet, so we're. I'm. I decided to call them ass blasters. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Tushy Corporate has signed off on that, but I will personally be calling them ass blasters or just the Hello Tushy ass blaster. Well, they have not told us not to call it that, so uh, I'm going to wait until they specifically say stop saying that because they're actually bidets. But uh, bidet just sounds pretentious and and French, and I don't like it. Sing for bidet. That's a stick song. Um, one bidet, one but one more bidet. I can't even do it. Uh, I I think you. I think we should get Weird Al on the phone, and we just do a gazillion parodies where the the word uh, eight bidets a week. We just change. Yeah, do all, all days to bidet. All bidet parodies on album. That's a good idea. I love the idea. Now listen, hello Tushy. We'll cut your toilet paper by eighty percent, so it pays for itself, and how much TP it saves you. Uh, that's because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all. Hello Tushy is your new hands-free butt buddy. Hello Tushy uh, Ass Blasters. Their attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free happy butt guarantee and a 12-month warranty. So stop wiping your butt and start washing and join the millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now. Hello Tushy is the perfect gift for the whole a days. I, I, they, I know we're, we've they been love joking. They're fun with words. What's they, that, Matt? They do. They, they love it. But I, I was going to say we've been jo- we were joking around. But I I do want to say it's kind of embarrassing. But I will say I look forward to going to the bathroom now that I have this thing. It's it is so it's it's like I I love the just the technology involved. It's very simple, but it's very effective, and it just makes me. It just feels good. I mean, it's not, not like if I, it feels good physically, but also like emotionally feels good to be cleaning my butt the right way and doing a com- complete cleanup job instead of uh, I just I think back to my old self and I think, what what were you doing, man? Well, you were a caveman. You're an animal. Yeah, basically. Right. This is uh, well, you know what? This is not like the caveman uh, dipping his ass in a stream. <laughs> That's right. That's, uh, what, what do you what want? Do you want a pile of leaves or do you want the, the waterfall? I want the waterfall to to wipe me down. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I've talked about this on Never Not Funny, but uh, certain medications for my back, I uh, end up getting a little constipated. Uh, and then recently, uh, I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I get to use the Hello Tushy. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you say you look forward to using it. Yeah. Uh, here's how the Never Not Funny fan and listener uh, you don't even have to be a fan uh, to, to get this. You just have to be a listener. A grudging listener of Never Not Funny. Uh, you will get 20% off. Hey, that's a great uh, discount. Plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash pardo. This Fiber Monday deal is Hello Tushy's best offer. And even though you might have a butt that doesn't quit, this deal's only good for one day on Fiber Monday. So go now to hellotushy.com slash pardo for 20% off and free shipping. Hellotushy.com slash pardo. Look, 
whatever you call it, rump, rear, arse, fanny, bum, tush, tushy, tookus, hiney, butt, caboose, here comes Charlie, keister. <laughs> no matter what you call it this Fiber Monday, wash it off with a hello, tushy, day. Hello, Tushy. Matt just sang its praises. I sang its praises. Hello, Tushy.com slash Pardo. Get 20% off on Fiber Monday. Hello, Tushy. Better way to clean that can. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2506. Paula Poundstone is here. She's taking time away from visiting her doctor. Uh, <laughs> now, question, Paula, before I check in with the two gentlemen yeah, yeah. that I had. Now, you were saying you were leaving to get picked up to go to work. So then I, uh, you had to tell that story, I imagine, on stage. Were you able to be present and focused? Yes. Did you phone it in? No, just give them the no, classic you know, I'll tell you this? something. I, I have been on stage in, in, in the, you know, throughout the worst moments of my life, and it is the most, we are very lucky people, it is the most healing job in the world. I agree with that. For those moments, it's like an oasis. Everything that maybe, you know, a couple years ago, I had some problems breathing while I was on stage, didn't matter. Didn't matter. You know, I could have just seized up and died. I would have been the happiest death. Do you remember when, um, oh, I can never remember his name. Sean, Dick Sean. Do you remember when Dick Sean died? Yeah. He died on stage. And the, and this, the news of that made its way to the Improv in Hollywood that very night. Got a phone call. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Lano talks on the phone. Just any, 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 and the word spreads through the Improv in Hollywood that Dick Sean sadly died on stage that night. I believe it was in San Diego. And every comic in the room went, Oh, like we were all just like, that is so great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, if you're going to go, you know, if that's you're going to die, die with your boots on. Yeah, right? yeah, die it. happy because that, that, that is a happy place. I believe it just stage. happened again, too, with maybe an Australian comedian. And, and just like Dick John, they, they, the audience thought it was part of the routine. Yeah. I think it yeah. just happened. Yeah. No, he was doing crowd work. And uh, <laughs> Why does this rattle you so? <laughs> it's such a ridiculous phrase. Crowd work. You're doing crowd work. You're, working, not, you're working the crowd. I'm working the crowd. You're working I'm, them over. Like, I'm uh, having like they, conversations with people. Yeah, they're stumble bums that owe you money. That's how you treat your audience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my audience. As do I. Love I, I love mine. Love I, yours I don't care for. Yeah, my yeah. own. Mine, well, mine's a little brighter. I, uh, although, boy, that lemon ice thing screwed them up. <laughs> he didn't understand that. Lemon iced tea. I get it now. Huh. Yeah. Now, did you tell us last time, you brought up the improv just seconds ago, did you tell us last time that you didn't care for performing at the improv or you loved performing at the improv? Uh, I was never, I, I loved hanging out there. Mm-hmm. I, I very rarely had, you know, tremendous sets at the airport for a number of reasons. One is I have no idea what to do with 20 minutes and never have. Uh, another is you were either following, you know, some huge star uh, uh, or you were, you, or, you know, like, you know, Jay Leno stopped by and now Paul Poundstone. Um, or you were following uh, somebody <laughs> so who was uh, <laughs> just starting out that did like their very best five minutes they've ever done in their life. And so I just often, I couldn't figure out, am I working on material? Am I performing? Do I really think I'm going to be discovered? Um, boy, it was a healing time to get rid of that idea. Yeah, I hear that noise. Yeah, yeah. Once you've eliminated that idea from your performance, 
performer had, you're a lot better off. It is an interesting thing because I, you know, I, I I took a little time off from doing spots around town because I was working at Conan and kind of getting my uh, that uh, itch scratched there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I've recently been going out and doing spots again. Well, you've needed to work locally um, because of your airport fear. Yeah, okay. Your airport <laughs> fear, gonna, and there's no yes. other way. Well, there's trains. They won't. Yeah, well, that's true. There yeah. are trains, but, but that's going to take it, up time. But to your to your point. It is insane that we are asked to follow various that, that are not conducive to what you may do, what I may do. Um, and, and then you have to like, it's your job to like ship the gears. To, like the audience doesn't do it. They don't go, oh, this person's different. You have to you have to find the footing. Yeah. And by the time I find the footing. My nine minutes is over. Well, precisely. That was a problem for me. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm going now. And I do, you are going now. Yeah. Thank, thank you very thank much. You guys have been great. How'd yeah. it go? The last 45 seconds was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Of course, on the other hand, you leave them laughing. That's good. That's, that, yeah, that, right. Leave them wanting more. That's yeah. what they say you're supposed to do. That, yeah. that, that's not at restaurants. Um, yeah. At a restaurant, you don't want to leave them wanting more. You're doubling back on that one? Yeah, yeah, a restaurant, you don't want that. Uh, like, could I? No, no. Uh, yeah, no, so I was never very good at that. At yeah, that, you're a uh, long-form comic. You and I'm your very work. much a long-form. Yeah. Like how, um, you know, in the old days when people gave parties, sort of like, uh, was it 12 Oaks uh, in... Uh, Gone with the Wind? Or, okay, Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein... Mm-hmm. She conceived of that idea at a party. It was a party where people stay for a couple of days, kind of a party. And um, they had this idea that on like Saturday night, they would all, you know, tell one another scary stories. Um, And maybe they proposed that on, you know, Friday morning or whatever. And so on Saturday night, she tells hers, and everybody was like, oh my gosh, you have to write that down. That's such a great idea. Um, and that's the kind of long form that I am. Like, it takes a whole weekend, oh, I see. really, you to come get... Come up with a concept on Friday, that Saturday night, they get to hear about it. And no, at the end well, the audience terrified. has to stay <laughs> there through. the entire time. I ask the audience that comes to see me to pack a bag, oh. a small bag, you mm-hmm. know, like a little overnight case. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, so they can or get a comfy. cooler full of kittens. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I've got to let these... Uh, you know what? I thought I had one kid. There's two kittens in there well, you oh told us my you had gosh two. You told, no oh, i had oh, the yeah, mother the mom cat and, two, and kittens? two kittens i can't believe that other one slipped in uh i already i hope you don't mind but i named uh one of the male uh, what's his I named, name i named uh him jimmy after after you okay well I do, no I do want after to be no <laughs> after, you have a love of jimmy after Stewart. the photographer from superman yeah that's what i was <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I named. Uh, so uh, yeah, well, I think you're going to be particularly well, fond of thank that. Thank you. I think that's creepy if I called my own kitty cat my own name though. Hey, Jimmy, come here, Jimmy. That's going to be weird, right? I don't know. No, People we'll do it out. all the time. You, would you not like George Foreman? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't feel one way or the other about George Foreman. That's not true. You no, have to have an opinion. Of I don't really yeah. think I do. I don't he's. You know. He's the. <laughs> he's one of the great. Polarizing figures <laughs> in American you history. Cannot be neutral on no, honestly. Even Switzerland knows what they think about George Foreman. Yeah, he's broken up. I don't know how many marriages where, when the subject comes up, all of a sudden, you know, the the, the wife had no idea that the Storms husband up. felt that way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, tragic, uh, tragic when George Foreman comes between I, yet another couple. You, you must have had the grill. 
No, no, no you never had the grill. Oh, because no, you can't smell I meat. Can, I can't smell meat cooking. And you're the only person more nauseating than that. Yeah, you're you can't the... smell. What is this? What? Oh, Paula, oh, you can't. You can't smell meat cooking. Yeah, it's one of uh, meaning no, if yeah. meat is cooking, you can't smell it. Dismiss your ridiculous airport theories. Yeah, because yeah. here's a real this one. This one's <laughs> legit. I cannot smell meat being cooked. He can smell it. He he cannot stomach the smell of meat cooking. Is, oh, I think the more accurate. Oh, I saying. see what oh, you're yeah. saying. So if I if I smell meat cooking, I um. Well, specifically ground beef. If I smell that cooking, I will need to leave the room, sometimes the building. Wow. Now, what do you do, uh, like, for example, in New York City, where there's, you know, carts? Yeah, it's all rough. Yeah. It's all rough. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I mean, I, I don't eat meat anymore, but the truth is, it was tasty when I ate it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he I, eats it. Oh, I love it. Oh, this is just weird. It's, as I've said, ma- food needs to be a magic trick for me. I will order. I will take the uh, the steak, please. You got it, sir. And then at some point, they will take it from another room and present it in front of Mister Pardo. They have to take it to. They have to take it to like a neighbor's house near the restaurant, <laughs> yeah. and then put it in like uh, they have to tent the house, like in Breaking Bad mm-hmm. uh, when they were, you know, when they were like spraying for bugs and stuff. And they tent the house, and then they prepare the food, and then they bring it to you yeah wow that is just plain weird you know it might be i think there's probably more interspecies mating than we are aware of it may well be that you're like part cow you think i may be part cow <laughs> I, a little bit you know what i just sent Jimmy away Pardew. to 23 and me no what oh did you go, you didn't just send away to 23 and me yeah, so we'll see if there's Why? any uh, they bovine. give that information to the government did you know that our government yes yeah, well, our government is not just our government. I mean, eventually it makes its way to Vlad, let's be honest, um, and the House of Saud. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, why would you do that? Why, what would, if, why wouldn't you? What, because what is it you want to know? I mean, I talk to audiences about this all the time. As part I, of your crowd work? It's part of my crowd work. It's a, it's a little bit like swinging an axe. It's <laughs> such work. Um, the sweat you work up out there. <laughs> but I've asked them before. I've said, what, you know, has anybody done that? People say, yes. I said, well, was there an upside to it? Why, I don't know what you did. And the, someone will say to me, I found a cousin, like triumphantly. Like, isn't that great? I found a cousin. How lonely do you have to be <laughs> to be excited about finding a cousin? A person that you don't know, you haven't known, you have no connection to, other than bloodline what's the point join a book club uh, get a, uh, get join a running group uh, go to an ocd support group why do you have to find a cousin what did you find i haven't received the results <laughs> oh you haven't received the results yet well let me break some stuff here's to you. the truth you're white <laughs> what yeah okay yeah yeah i'm just my daughter Allie did it uh, before we knew about the government thing. She did 23andMe or did she do Ancestry? She did Ancestry.com. And they do the same thing? I would assume so. All right. I'm not positive, but I would assume so. But anyway, she did Ancestry.com. Uh, I think, you know, here's the thing. She must have seen a commercial for it or something. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, made her, she's adopted and wanted to know whatever. So uh, if, it seemed harmless to me. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. And, um, 
you know, the commercials for Ancestry.com make it all look so happy and so simple and so clean cut. You know, so you know the one with the guy and the leader hosen standing in front of the white wall and he's like, oh, I thought I was German. And then they talk for a while, they come back and now he's in a kilt with, you know, bagpipes. And yeah. oh, it turns out I'm Scottish. Uh, happy, 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 happy. And so clear. Uh, they never show, as I said, they never show like a black gentleman in, a, in a, some sort of African tribal garb and then they come back and he's in a clan. Hood. They never show that, but that's one of the stories for sure. Um, but uh, so my daughter, she sends away for the thingy, and it's a, as you know, I guess, right, a plastic test tube you fill with spit. Yeah. She comes out of her bedroom. She goes, "It's really hard to fill a plastic test tube with spit." I said, "Well, that's a clue. You come from a dry mouth tribe." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, anyways, she sends it away, and it comes back, and it was so vague. As to be almost false advertising, you know, yeah, your percentage of this, your percentage of that. It said she was part um, Native American, but what they meant by that was anywhere from the bottom of like Argentina to the top of Canada. And I said, well, I could have told you that for 150 bucks, right? That that's a quarter of the earth, isn't it? That somebody somewhere <laughs> yeah. in your historical past fucked someone from a quarter of the earth. Yeah, I would have guessed that. That doesn't blow me away. I don't. So that's where you're going to find out. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I well, didn't know it was going to anger you like this. No. I, well, it angers me only because. I really just make it a fucking joke, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so you a, didn't that's send? really no. just. Oh, uh, so you're going to draw the whole thing back and it turns out you, you barbecue every day? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're part cow. You're part bovine. Um, but you're so slender. Well, thank you. So I don't. Maybe I'm wrong about the part bovine thing. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. I can't understand. I don't know. I don't know what's causing that weird thing. I don't either. I wish I knew. Yeah. Wow, that is weird. Have you so ever... you guys all knew that. Yes. The, yeah. wor- the, wor- uh, the, the, the world the knows about us. Was that what you were about <laughs> <Yes>. to say? <laughs> he was uh, Right after 9-11, he visited Ground Zero with a bullhorn. And he said, the whole world needs to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Trump he... knew right away because he was down there helping oh, out. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he was picked up a shovel. He had a mask. Sure. I threw a brick right in his wheelbarrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, I'll the, tell the you. The way he was hustling to and fro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a busy beaver. Just <laughs> gives until he can no longer uh, give. And we thank him for it. Thank yeah. heavens. Yeah, yeah. Paul, I had a question about, have you ever done the DNA thing for any of your pets? Because they offer no, that now. No, I did that for my dog. Who's, oh, yeah? uh Looks like a corgi yellow lab mix. Like, And he the, didn't, your dog didn't know? No. Uh, now, your are you going to be a little upset about that, yeah, that we didn't no, get permission? No, that, no, I meant that your dog didn't know for sure. Oh, what, yeah, he didn't tell and us. It was, <laughs> and it was just confusing him, and he didn't know how to behave. Right, he, yeah, exactly. It really, I think he just wanted to know a little bit, you know, just, yeah. to, just so that he could go He was looking life. for a cousin. He wanted, a cousin. <laughs> right, yeah. he wanted to make sure he wasn't having sex with a cousin. And dogs will have sex with anything mm-hmm. you know your dog could be part corgi and part your neighbor's shin <laughs> because they will have sex with no, that's, anything that's not a breed i've heard of it yeah. was the shin caution okay uh caution but it was it was like the most unsatisfying thing oh, of was all it really? time because because like i said he, he I, I can show you a picture later but he's he just looks like a, a corgi or maybe a little dachshund but then like the coat of a, a yellow lab and the results were like 
uh, one quarter poodle, one eighth a German spitz, and then a bunch of other things. And it was just like, none of these even look anything like him. I'm wow. like, what am I supposed to do with this? And so I was just like, well, I then I don't believe you. I think you completely made this up. It was like $70. Seven and, bucks. And, and who's to argue with it? That's the other thing. Right. Like, what can you do? You, you can't what? be like, you, you switch the results or like, this is a phony. Like, how are we supposed to prove that that was, yeah. you know, they could basically, they could just send pieces of paper out randomly and no one would be able to do anything That's about right. it. Were you trying to get some sort of paternity payments? <laughs> I was really you, hoping. You were going up to I was like actually a, hoping the Queen's Corgis were involved in the family yeah. line so oh, we could get some of that money. that would have been nice. Yeah, but yeah. It, didn't, it didn't work out that way. Uh, now, Garen, let's, we'll check in oh, with sorry. you very briefly. The Pop Calls Me Zipidus. That is sponsored by dogpile.com. Garen's got the snazzy new haircut. Uh, he's got a new, uh, new color and haircut, uh, Paula, our friend Garen. Oh, I didn't uh, realize. Yeah, he's got he's going with this uh, silver fox look, silver sable. Uh, you're, you did the the ancestry or whatever. I did. And did you did you find a cousin? Was was it to your liking? Um, here's the thing. I grew up with uh, my dad's side of the family talking about how we're all Native Americans. We're Cherokee and blah blah blah. That hasn't come up at all. There's no Cherokee in your. There's not an, a, a drop of Native American listed on my thing. And I don't know if that's because the ancestry doesn't. Well, they said they did it for you, but they didn't. I, I don't know. Yeah, for for my daughter, they did. Yeah, but I have I actually have it right here. My ethnicity estimate: fifty two percent England, Wales, and Northwestern Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I would have guessed. Forty three percent Ireland and Scotland. Yeah. 5% okay. I, I don't know how uh, how much the uh, what's the word you know when you guys film what do you how do you do it what's that called filming filming thank you um, Hilton. Um, <laughs> But uh, he's one of the palest people I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's just, I mean, even as a kid, I would think that when your father said, well, we're all Cherokee, you would have gone like. <laughs> but here's the thing. My brother's dark. Like, and my dad's. Oh, Jesus. Reflected. We're finding out something we didn't so, want to know. Yeah. So has he done the test? Have they done yeah. the test? That's the question. No. No. Okay, let me ask you something. Mm. Was there a really pale woman that lived next door? <laughs> Yeah, I no, think there was. <laughs> no, well, no, this all matches my mom's side. So, uh-huh. oh sure, that would have been where the funny business happened. Oh, if that, ever happened. Oh, so that would have been the funny business. A pale gentleman next door. No, 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 it would be it would be uh, a gentleman with a little bit more color to him in order for all that math to work out. If his math? brother, if his brother is darker than him, and nobody knows. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so you're over on that side. Yeah, but my dad also has another kid. That we discovered, you know, a couple of years ago. Right. I'm sure I've talked about this. You have. And is that uh, gentleman pale or? He's darker too. He's, darker he's well. definitely got that. Mm. Right, so you're the oddball. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sounds so like this basically I mean, I hate to white. say it, but it sure does sound like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you don't um, do the processing for uh, uh, um, what is, what, uh, what, Ancestry.com because, what? well, because I just think, so you're the oddball isn't the kind of you thing that, the, that, that the client wants to hear. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's straightforward. <laughs> it's honest. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be very kind. So you're the oddball. Uh, you're the oddball. In the yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are no cousins. <laughs> Stop looking. <laughs> uh, you're alone. <laughs> Garrett, how was your weekend? I'll, uh, see if you can fit this info in. Uh, it was good. Just, uh, I worked. You mm-hmm. know, just didn't do anything special. No, right. I haven't been you worked? in a while. I thought you worked here. I work here. We don't pay them a living wage, Paula. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. You don't? They don't pay you? 
We pay him, but not a, he's, he's here four hours a week. Yeah. Huh. We, if, by those numbers, we overpay him. <laughs> that's that's he's four hours a week? Look at this place. You're dripping in cash. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fancy place. You got to see, where, where we record Nobody Listens to Paul Poundstone is in this really scary neighborhood. Uh, I mean, I, I can, right, right, Not too far from here, correct? Is it? I don't know. I'm not very good with directions. Um, it's on Miranda Street, and I mean, I can get you a used mattress anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bent coat hanger. Just uh, I'm, your spot? Always, I'm always tripping over uh, over like some not necessarily a coat hanger, but always tripping over some sort of wire. Every mm. time I get out of my car, I park my car there, and I step out, and like my feet are tangled in wire. I don't I don't know if you know someone's like trying to make an impenetrable <laughs> fortress or what it is, but there's wire all over. Uh, yeah, it's not good. And then I come here, and I'm just like, whoa, this is how the other half lives. This is like the 1% of the podcasters. Now, to that end, I'm not doing theaters on the road. So it's... Uh, you don't do theaters on the so road. So that side is... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but you can't. You got the yin you can't. Yin. Yeah, you can't do theaters on the road no, because of your, you know, problem with the airports. Uh, what is it about the airports that you think scares again, you? Again, nothing. <laughs> Nothing is at it all. The food courts with the burgers cooking. No, yeah, it could I, be that. I, I enjoy the airport. I enjoy. You don't. You don't. You told me you were afraid of airports. You said it those aloud. Those words were never said. Well, then where did I get that idea? My, that here's what I think. This was before my Hilton fall. If this is, if there's anything to this ridiculous premise. Maybe that day, where I may have said, I fear we're not getting out of here today. All you heard was fear, and you've run with it. No, that's not what it was. It's 100%. I'm not afraid of airports. Yeah. I've, uh-huh. I've traveled with him all the time. I can tell you, he is. He shows no sign of being yeah. afraid. He gets a little anxious if we might miss a flight. And we have yeah, to he run gets anxious. I will, exactly. I will say this. I get anxious because uh, I want to board the second my group is called. Yeah, um, I get that. And I, and I, I, I don't. I, uh, so I do get a little, mm-hmm. Matt, why aren't you back? Or, oh, yeah. or if it's my wife Why, and do you son. take off at the last second before it's time to board? No, I, I just don't feel the need to... Uh, get on the plane? Unless there's you a situation. You have to get on the plane Eventually in order you to, have to. But yeah. I, my theory is, like, we're going to be on there for however many hours. Yeah. Let's just... Why rush to sit down? You're right. going to be sitting this there a This is so... Time. You know, and you seem like such a nice guy, but this is so insensitive because Jimmy <laughs> is afraid of the airport. And so he wants to I get on that plane as quickly as God, he can. I'm not helping my cause here. Yeah, uh, no, because what you've just described is a guy who's guy that wants to get of the airport. I want to get on immediately because I want to have space for my luggage. I don't want to be the asshole that That's, you've been many times yes. that is stuck putting their luggage way in the back. And then you have to go then back. got to swim against the... Uh, yeah. Oh, no, you don't have to swim against. You sit in your chair and wait for everybody to leave and then you go back and get your bag. That's not what Matt used to do. Matt, you, no, got, I, you guys I, got so much going I, on everywhere you go. I climb on people's shoulders. I do a crowd oh, do surf back there. Yeah. yeah. I will be uh, yeah, very rude. I, uh, I am... Uh, I'll tell you, I'm very excited when I'm in zone one. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I think for a couple of reasons. For one thing is it acknowledges how much I fly and yeah. I kind of am into this thing now, like somehow airlines started this reward thing mm-hmm. as if it makes you, you know, any better than anyone else there at the gate. But I, I take it, it as a, a personal compliment. So I fly a lot mm-hmm. and my prize is... I get zone one. Yes. It makes me feel good. I'm like, hey, it wasn't for naught, by golly. And uh, I'm a kajillion mile flyer. And so I get zone one. And so 
my I fly so early in the morning and I'm so tired all the time that if I sit down at the gate, I fall asleep and then I'm likely to miss my plane. I bet that's making you anxious just even as I say it. He's, you should see the look in his face. He's terrified. Um, and, uh, you know, your therapist might want to use these little anecdotes to help you. Um so, all right. So, anyway, so uh, I, I, I'm especially excited to be zone one because it means great. I get to get on the plane, not going to fall asleep at the gate. This is good. And, and then I go stand in the zone. I stand in the line ready to go on the minute they start. And they come on the microphone and they say, we're going to begin pre-boarding. It's pre-boarding. I'm zone one. Yeah. But there's pre-boarding. Well, that's a bottomless pit. Uh, pre-boarding. They said, first, we're going to take people with disabilities. And right away, I feel like an asshole. Like, of course. Of course. That's my mistake. And I back up. Yeah. Absolutely. People, you know, wheelchairs, walkers, go on through. Please, get comfortable. I'll be there in a minute. I'm zone one. <laughs> <laughs> and, then the, and then they want, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, I'll be, I'm, zone, I'm zone one. Uh, you know, I'll help you when I get on. I'm so one, I show it to the people, okay. and then I and then there was and then I'm ready, I'm back in line, right? Because yeah. it's zone one. Here we go. I get zone one. I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be in that seat. I'm gonna be asleep before we take off. And then oh, active military, and I feel like such a jerk. I'm like, of course, of course. Thank you for your service. I back up. Thank you, sir. And it's active military, so a lot of times they're doing like jumping jacks as they come through the line because they have to be active. Yeah. Inactive military, forget it. You're not yeah. getting on. Yeah. You locked. So uh, so you know, active military, and same thing. I'm like, my mistake. I back up, I let him on. And then, and then you know, families with young children, families with children under two, and they come up with their strollers. I saw a stroller the other day that had like a little mini fridge on the back <laughs> of it. They're like three and four sections yeah. long. I just, it looks like a limousine. I said, okay, yeah, you guys go ahead too. And finally, then they say, anybody wearing shorts can go on. And, fi- and finally, they just say what they were trying to say the whole time, which is anybody who wants to go on before Paul Poundstone, yeah. please <laughs> go now. My mistake. I'm, I'm the last person on the plane when I'm zone you one. You shouldn't be. You're zone one. I shouldn't be the last person you know what i'm gonna tell them in the future i'm gonna say i have that jimmy pardo thing and they go oh you mean you're afraid of airports yes yes everybody knows nobody knows the whole world i love it that you think the whole world knows that you're afraid of everybody cooking in my, meat. everybody in my world knows it. yeah and the whole world you know we always talk about um especially in in politics as we try to sort of lower the heat you know how much we have in common we have more in common than we have differences which is absolutely true um and uh, one of the things that people often forget to list um is our knowledge of jimmy pardo's <laughs> fear of cooking meat but that is one of the things that is that and and we all have a podcast those are two of the things that why don't you pay him more money <laughs> I, what were you working at over the weekend that you had to turn to I work at a, I work at a bookstore you. you work where at a bookstore you work at a bookstore you can't make any money working at a bookstore what kind of a bookstore is it it's a national one Barnes and Noble Barnes and Noble I love Barnes and Noble come see on come yeah. on in you'll love it over there the Santa Monica one went away yeah Oh, so upsetting. Uh, yeah. Wow. Huh. So what section do you restock? <laughs> I work on cashier. I work on the floor and I do receiving in the back. But you don't have to restock? Someone else does that. I'm not a shelver. And you don't straighten? I do that at night. Yeah. yeah. I used to work in a bookstore. Oh. Yeah. yeah I, we straighten uh, at night after we close. Uh, I, uh, uh, I was M3Z, uh, fiction. You do the back end of the alphabet. Yeah, I did. That's mm-hmm. how I found out about P.G. Woodhouse. Changed my life. 
Yeah. In fact, I, I yeah. I, the, I, and we all took shifts on the register, but you still had a section that you were responsible for. I think you don't that, have that. You mm. no, you do. Thanks, You're not doing a good job. That's why <laughs> you had to get this other job with Jimmy Pardo. Did no, you? No, no. Uh, he, he started with us. He started, he started with you? He started with us as an intern. And then he realized, I am never going to make any money on this show. Yes. Yes. And so he had to get a bookstore job? Yes. And you just watched him do it. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't it, say... It encouraged you know, him. You didn't say... He let was me supposed give, to be an intern, Paula. You didn't say, let me give you more stepping hours. Stone. We, they, it is a stepping stone. Well, not, He's been here six years. <laughs> He's oh. an intern. He's not an intern. <laughs> he was. Well, Wait now he's a paid employee. And now he's a few... squatter. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been, has it been seven? Oh, Christ, he's here seven is this the years. Seven, it's it, been seven it's this years. Week? Boy, this you last have, week is seven years? You have to tell us. I think don't. it is. Yeah. Well, you started in the old studio. Yeah. Happy birthday. Where was the old studio? Just down the street. Oh, my God, I missed the old studio. What happened there? Not enough room? So you took the money you should have been paying him and, and got this luxurious place? Is that what happened? <laughs> yep. Yes. We, we, get, we, we get this place as a steal, what we pay here. Really? Yeah. Well, you would never know from the outside of the building the glamour that you discover when you come inside the building. It's fantastic in here. It's nice. It's, a, it's got air conditioning. We, mm-hmm. don't, we don't have air conditioning. I haven't seen one rat. We have rats. <laughs> Why do you record where you do then? Why don't you move locations? It's not up to me. Because uh, we have a great engineer. That's why we like our engineer. You like guy. your engineer. Love my engineer. And that's well, it's not my engineer, but I love the engineer. This engineer does a, a bunch of shows, does he? Uh, he does. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. I don't know what else he does. I don't, I don't <laughs> ask him. I don't pry into his personal business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. We don't take a section of the show and ask him about his weekend. That's for sure. <laughs> I have an interest in other people. Every now and then he'll try to tell me about his weekend. I'm like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> no, <thanks. laughs> Let me give you a kitten. Uh, you knobs. know, I, I, these kittens. I don't. Why would? Do you see this kitten? Do you see how cute it is? I do. Of course I do. Yeah. Does it? What, and it's a long hair. Maybe you. Even, what kind have you been around before? That sounds worse. I've been around all cats. What do you, that's bullshit. You haven't been around all cats. Around that's ridiculous. All types of cats. You've been around every cat in the world? Yes. No one, oh, that's the guy who's afraid of airports and cooking meat. Well, I don't know if the cats are talking amongst themselves. I don't think they're gossipy. <laughs> they do. Well, I would love it if there was like, because I'm allergic to cats too. Yep. You, so that's ridiculous. Is that like a qualification for working here? <laughs> no, he's got a zoo at his apartment. Does yeah. he? But I would uh, love it if there was like, turned out that there is like one cat in the world that I could... Not be allergic. I would to. too. And then you Boy, do I your, wish that. I think there is. Um, Jimmy, come here. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not this little one. Jimmy, little Jimmy Longhair. That's how you can distinguish him from you. Little Jimmy Longhair, because you're. By the way, he also Jimmy. hates hippies, so I don't think this is a good idea. Oh, is that true? You don't like hippies? I don't. Uh, Who doesn't like hippies? For the premise of this, I don't like them. <laughs> I was just making a joke about the long hair. It's, oh, I see. Yeah. I really believed that because you guys seem to have worked together for so long. You know so much about one another. We do. We do know. I don't know this though. I guess oh, I yeah. could guess, but when you're talking about burgers being the worst smelling meat, you were just at a concert over the weekend. Walking out, there's always the carts making the well, hot dogs. Well, that speaks to what Paula said about the streets of New York. Right. No, you can't uh, handle that either. It's all. It's all. I will. I will have to walk past, and I do this oh, you do as do I that. walk past. Really? He, he just put his T-shirt up over his face. Yeah. Um, so he does that, and then he asks them for their money. <laughs> yeah, that's called stealing, Jimmy. Oh. That's not. That's no. not just. Get a, Get like a, a, a you know a germ mask. I or pull something. this up. You I show them the my T-shirt up over your face. I show and them you my say, knife, and yeah. I say, well, "How are you?" Yeah. 
And they, yeah, and then, and you then say, they just and it, they pay you for it's that. It's their fault. They pay me exactly. Yeah, the knife me. is to cut the hot dog off so you can eat it. But obviously, they see oh, it's Jimmy Pardo, the famous man who can't smell meat. So right, they yeah. don't get they don't get concerned about no, this. No, they the don't t-shirt. freak out because they know because yeah. they're part of the world population. Sure, they are. Everyone <laughs> in the world. He also knows all cats. He's been with all cats. <laughs> I want nothing more than for all of you to go fuck yourselves. That's all I really want. Today. Well, you know what's funny? That's all I really want. I yes. kind of want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a hell of a coincidence that. Oh, and I thought I didn't have free time today. Um, <laughs> I'm concerned about. I want you to go see a doctor. I'm very concerned about you. And this, this, why do I seem? Do you, I seem addled? Um, did you hit your head? I mean, I, I did not that, hit my head. So I hit just it was your body. My my body, but I I you, you know you could. Uh, I might I definitely I felt my brain jostle within my yeah you know when I got up I was I was addled now you might not remember it accurately uh, because when you described that the door was right there I kind of pictured the door closing in and out on your head over (laughs) and over again maybe that happened and you blacked out (laughs) and Larry and Curly were there one of the ways um, that I know well I don't know um, after I fell uh, you know you try to orient yourself and for a minute I thought um, that there was a madman in the White House and that there were some people who liked him oh boy yeah. you so really I was heart. way fucked up yeah. I couldn't even that sentence yeah yeah, you uh, Paula, form. let's get back to the show though. I'm concerned about yeah. your show that night. My show that did, night. Did your did your costume have uh, was it dirty from the floor and you falling? No, no. I think it was uh, no. It How's did, that I, I mean, I brushed it off. Well, it was it was just a it, it wasn't like a rainy muddy night or anything. Okay. You know, you could just brush off. All and right. by the way, it was my new red suit. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, and, uh, and how, how did the suit look oh, on stage? How did it really take to good? The stage? A lot of compliments on that red suit. Good. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful. Suit. Do you do meet and greets afterwards, or is it too big I of a do. venue where you can? You do. I do. Do they have to pay extra for that? Is that do not. No, that would be just embarrassing. Good for you. Um, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, when I was a younger act, uh, I hated talking to people after I worked because I just felt like uh, people would maybe enjoy the show, which was my hope, and then they would come up to me and go, oh, you know, I really enjoy the show, and I'd go, well, thank you. I'm so glad, and they would look at me like that was such a disappointing response, like they were hoping I was funnier than that, like I let them down, and so I really hated that also there's something about the transition of talking to the big group and then focusing on the one person is right. sort of a hard thing for my brain to do um and so i really thought oh i don't like talking to people and then uh, i came out with a book several years ago called there's nothing in this book that i meant to say and it made sense to sell the book at the venue where i was working um and so i started doing that which required me to be there you know yeah. be there and i discovered that it is an absolutely joyous part of the night. And I tell people, I mean, I sell lots of stuff now, including a remarkably soft tripoly blend yeah. t-shirt <laughs> uh, with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I have a few books and a few CDs, and uh, but I make it very clear to people they do not have to buy anything at all in order to come up and say hello or take a picture or get a hug or a handshake. And um, it is, I love I absolutely love doing that. I have the most interesting exchanges mm-hmm. with people. People tell you, I think it's to some degree it's strangers on a train. 
you know, we're not going to be standing there talking again probably ever. Does that mean you're going to murder someone's wife? Uh, <laughs> yes. And I've made a little something on the side. Oh, nice. Um, now, that said, though, don't you do get the, the fan that maybe uh, lingers a little too long, Will t- doesn't realize there's a line behind them? Uh, no, usually the opposite is the problem. You don't stop talking. I don't stop <laughs> oh, talking. Oh, I don't think that's surprising at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And people are like, yeah, my wife's waiting in the car. Yeah, I've got a beer. You know, stop talking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, but, uh, I have a dog at home. I have to go uh, let it out. Another question about this, though, because you're doing these theaters with thousands of people. How long does the meet and greet take afterwards? That sounds like it would be... However in, long it takes. You but don't But thousands of people don't stop by. They don't. I have to say, in Newton, New Jersey, which was not a thousand people theater, it might have been a 450 seat okay. theater, maybe. It was a little old, old theater. Um, I, I, the line was very long. Uh, it was a strong percentage of the audience that came up to see me afterwards, but that's unusual. Usually it's really the diehards, you know. The old theater made me laugh. I, when I arrived in Newton, uh, still visibly shaken, sure. um, I get out of the car and uh, and uh, and I they uh, I go in through a you know back entrance. Of course, and, you can't walk uh, through the front like a common person. Well, you know what's funny is the driver kept wanting to let me off in the front, and I said, "Well, I think if you'll go around, there's a rear entrance." And he goes, "Oh, the front is right here." I said, "Yes, I see that." And and I never argue with people, but I was like, "You know what? I really don't want to go in through the front. I just feel like it takes a little of the veneer." A hundred percent. You know. And it's, so I guess all right. So I finally get the guy to take me around back, and indeed, someone from the theater comes out and uh, they welcome me in, and and they say, "Well, it's an old theater, and so it's kind of funky." They say they have this little curtained off area um and they said uh, well this is uh th- they said we have a green room but it's in the front of the house so in the lobby you'd, you'd enter the green room from the lobby and they said but we can bring you some sodas from there over here i said that's fine and they go well there's another problem they said if you need to use the restroom and it had been a long drive there and 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 uh, i said yeah i do and they said if you need to use the restroom we have to walk you across the stage because it's on the other side oh. of the stage and that's the only entrance. And they said, oh, it's an old theater. That's why. Like, okay, at, at any age, why would that make sense? Um, and I was like, no, I'm not walking across. For the same reason, it takes away a little of the magic. Well, especially the, if, you, if they're looking at the stage waiting for a show. Yes. Here comes Paula. Yeah, nope, audi- false alarm. Just going to the can. Yeah, the audience is already there. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, no. There's no curtain for you to I'm, walk I'm not, yeah, I was like, you know what? You can get me a catheter before I will walk across <laughs> yes, the stage. To use horrible. So I finally say to the guy, I go, well, let's do this then. Let's wait until everyone is seated. And then I will, you know, quickly take me around to the lobby and I'll just use the ladies room in the lobby. Mm. And he says, oh, okay. So we wait a few minutes. Now we, you know, zip around to the front and I arrive at the ladies room in the lobby and there's a huge line no. of women still oh, no. waiting. And they go, well, we can cut the line. We can tell them. No, they're, they're you all, though you're in there. Cut, uh, cut the no. line. I said, no, 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 I'm not going to cut the line. That's just. That's just bad form. You, you know what I mean? Like, they would all I, understand Paula's I, got a show they to They were do. very, the women in the ladies' room were very sweet about it. They were sort of laughing about the idea that I wouldn't do that. But I'm like, no, 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 no. My bladder does not trump anyone's bladder here. Uh, so, you know, I wait in line. But and then it turns out the reason that the line was so long was there were two, two toilets in the women's room it's an old theater. in a theater. And that's what they said to me. They said, well, again, they repeated, well, it's because it's an old theater. Okay. 
is this town like the one from Seven Brides for Seven Brothers where like no women in town when the theater was built and the, and the, and the guys were like sawing like vroom, vroom, vroom. You know, how many how many toilets do you think we should put in here I think two is plenty we got no women in this town I mean at what point it doesn't have anything to do with the age of the theater at what point did it make sense to somebody to build a theater with 450 seats and put two toilets in the lobby for the well not just out in the lobby by the way they were they were cloistered there in the bathroom but i don't know i was sort of amused by this idea that women were a new idea to newton (laughs) you spoke about this at length on stage i have to imagine i did yeah couldn't help myself (laughs) people say to me all the time they go do you talk about politics on stage i go you have to Okay, I'm not. I don't consider myself like a political comic, but I'm a human being and I'm alive. You have to. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I don't tell other people what to do or how to vote, but I I cannot put a cap on my feelings about you know bathrooms, <laughs> bathrooms or do you to to that end? Do you wear the the red MAGA hat on stage or do you leave that in the green room? She just has the suit. That's all. Uh, yeah, I with the, the red suit. Gets the point across. With, uh, the red suit gets it across. What do they call M A Omega? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, Start this fall is was not good. This fall has ruined you. <laughs> this is. I am. I've never been more concerned for a friend in my entire life. Yeah. And I use the word friend. I don't know how yeah. we no, I feel about each other that. off the air. Well, oh, well, after, oh, I after very after she much consoled you, you after she got you through that why, airport why, why experience. I brought you this little kitten, Jimmy. Uh, uh, you're gonna love it. You're just. Gonna I'm not love taking it. the cat. Yeah. It's, well, there's two. I'm not taking. I'm not taking I'll the three cats. I'll take the mother home with me. But these two kittens are for you. Why would you put no pets? on your because we had a guy bring his dog here and I can't have that what do you mean you can't have that I get death I can't breathe that's well, what I mean by that when you have a guest you I tell them in advance don't bring your goddamn dog when Marco Polo uh, was traveling uh, he went to this very uh, a small town far you know far away uh, very remote and um there were no inns. There was no, you know, but when a visitor came, and it wasn't a frequent thing that visitors did come, but when a visitor came, it was considered a great honor for the man of a household to leave and let the visitor sleep in his bed, sleep with his wife, sleep with his daughters. This was considered a great honor. Just like, no, 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 I'll leave. You stay here. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to tell you is you're the host. And when someone brings their dog... I should sleep with it? <laughs> <laughs> is that the premise? Yeah, you should have sex with it. You that dog. should yeah, accommodate. Sure. And, and, and it's an honor to not breathe <laughs> for 30 or 40 minutes so that somebody can have their you're dog. You're so weird that you got to bring your dog with you. No, scram. Wow. No, wow. thank you. What, have you had an incident? Was it, who was it? Was it Ava Gabor? Yes. Yeah, the Gabor sisters and, came And by. they had Mignon with them. That yes. was the name it is, of the Now book. that I think about it, it is a little inconsiderate that we don't have an oxygen mask on hand for you when those things come up. I think that's <laughs> yeah, the way that we right. should handle then it. You just, 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 put just, on a, just put a big tent around Jimmy's head. Put a tent around so that yeah. that person's comfortable? Yeah. No. Yeah, leave just, your dog you get, at home. Climb into that iron lung over there. You'll be fine. I don't want dogs anywhere. I don't want them anywhere. I don't want them at Target. I don't want them at the huh. grocery store. Wow! Enough. See, this is why you're. This is why you're doing your twenty-three of me and looking for cousins. If you, 
I think once you spend some time with Jimmy the kitten, you're gonna that loneliness, that emptiness. I don't um, have loneliness. Will, I don't have emptiness. Well, you'll begin to fill that hole. I'm tearing up right now. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're again because your brain has been rattled a little bit. And you don't know where you are. No, your I just I just I, I love you and I'm so happy to be part of your healing. Well, I thank you for it, uh, yeah. Dr. Poundstone. I yeah. uh, appreciate your time and yeah. your efforts. It's just like a little kitten. It's all you, all you need. Well, two little kittens. It's Yes. It's Jimmy, Jimmy. What, what's that? You did not name the other one? No, I was going to let you. I thank you. Thank you for that. That's yeah. very courteous of you. At my house, I had to take over the animal naming because, it, you know, because there was a point at which, like, I said to my kids, I go, look it. You know, you're going to be off at college. It, it, you know, animal has a long life. You're going to be off at college, and I'm going to be stuck with Fluffy. Forget mm. it. Right. Um, and so, you know, so you can see my hand in the animal naming. And what do we got? Give me a... Uh, so oh, well, I, I, Mrs. Fezziwig, a <laughs> uh, 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 joyous uh, character um, uh-huh. in the uh, in uh, A Christmas Carol, not, that's, that's, not really a joyous cat. That's Dickens. Tis. But you're only about the back end of the alphabet, I would say. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But I, you know, I read the whole alphabet. I just I dust and straighten and, and, and uh, restock uh, the, the, the later part. Um, and then uh, ShamWow. <laughs> She's my only long-haired cat. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm trying to think who else. We have. we have a lot of animals that are named after uh, Harry Potter characters. I see. Yeah. But uh, what would you know? So this this little... This little You got a Ron Weasley over there? We do not have a Ron Weasley. Was that what you were thinking you were gonna name this little kitten? No. <laughs> I like the name Ron Weasley, it makes me smile. I don't know anything about Harry Potter other than the name Ron Weasley. You don't know Harry Potter? I don't, no. No. I saw the first movie and I've never been more bored in my life. Well, the first movie A was not boring, but B, mm. um mm. and I'm surprised because, you know, your underpaid oh, he's into employee. it. He's into it. Your no, underpaid no. employee he works at a bookstore. No, <laughs> this guy won't stop the, talking about it. The books are fantastic. The books are absolutely fantastic. I think that the movies fall fall short. Not the first one necessarily. The first one's the point. Is a snooze. Bad director. No, it isn't. Uh, I would disagree with you. I think it's terrific. You don't like it either. Oh, I, I like it fine. No, I don't suck up the poundstone. He said it was no. He said bad director is what he's is yeah. what he said. It would have been better with a better with a different director. I I, I, one that I, would have made it entertaining. Is that what you? I like suggesting? the first movie. I like the I like the second. I think after that it begins to go off the rails a little bit. But my point being that they are it's brilliant uh, stories. Yeah, they're, they're my written. son loves it. My wife loves it. There, they both love it. Did you not read it aloud to your son? My wife uh, took on that uh, duty. Uh-huh. You feel as a duty. I'm not a good co- I can't. I'm not a good reader. My son got a little. He does not really care for me reading him stories. Is that true? Yeah, I'm not very good at it. You know, Joe Biden suggests that you put the record player on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that Joe was trying to say that educating children is sort of bigger than just in the classroom, and that there's other factors that go into it. And in fact, that the stress of um, the stress of poverty, for example, affects a kid all day long uh, in, in the in the classroom. Uh, uh, and and changes the way that they are able to learn. And are there are there some exceptions to that rule? Absolutely, there are. But overall, that's a challenge that you know that no kid needs to um, to have on their backs while they're trying to get educated. So I gather some of what he was trying to say. But my gosh, but the question was about reparations. Yes, he, <laughs> yes, it was. No, he definitely part. pivoted. <laughs> he so definitely weird. pivoted. Yeah. But even once he once he pivoted and decided, well, let me do this yeah. instead. Yeah. Uh, he, then could, he still he, got confused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think because he realized somewhere in the back of his head, he was going, uh, you're not answering the question, Joe. You're not answering the question. Yeah. Like that little voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at once. So he was talking about the fact that 
um, it's apparently there's a statistic that indicates that poor children uh, statistically are not exposed to as much language. uh, I've not read that before, but I. I can believe it, that are not exposed to as much language as more privileged kids. And the way you leap from that to, well, you got to put the record player on for them. Sure. And I'm thinking, Joe, how about this? Talk to them. Yeah, that's an option. <laughs> Another option. You could, you could talk to them. You could read to them. And that's why I'm wondering, why wouldn't you read to your kid? Because, again, I'm not good at it. He didn't like me reading to him. He didn't like you. Were you no, doing I would, it wrong? I, I would talk to him and tell him stories. I would do that. Were you doing it? Was it like a dyslexic thing? Were you reading him, uh, not, you know, the Potter Harry stories? What was happening? <laughs> I was, uh, I'm not good at it. You're not good at it? You're a performer. I would think you're fantastic at it. I, as I've I said, I would. it's all I, presentation. I would tell him stories. I would make up. I would improvise stories. And he seemed to enjoy that. He liked uh-huh. being read to by... Uh, his mother. Oh, so what was happening was you were going off the tech. You were no. you were improvising. No. So you're reading Harry Potter, you're but you're throwing in <laughs> your ideas. Put, put your headphones on. You had so like you can a fourth me. character. It was Ron, <laughs> Hermione, Harry. So that you understand that I'm and speaking. And Julie. Is that the problem? Yes. Yeah. yeah I would go Julie. I yeah. bring the love boat into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And they were, and the tiny ship was tossed. You know, yeah, you have to read the words of the book or your kid's not going to like it. You're right about that. I had a similar thing. Jam it into my throat. <laughs> I never, I never intentionally yes. um, tried to one up the author with my own ideas, but I did when I would read aloud to my kids. I would often fall asleep, and while I was drifting off, the reason they figured out that I was asleep wasn't because I was quiet. By the way, I can talk while I'm asleep, yeah. but <laughs> not um, hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the reason they figured out that I was asleep. Is that it was no, like the story wasn't there. Yeah. So we had a um, maintenance guy at our elementary school, a really nice guy named Stan. And uh, one time I was reading, I believe it was Harry Potter. And I'm reading, you know, Hagrid and the, you know, the giant and the bite of boat and all. And I go, poor Stan. (laughs) (laughs) And my kids are like, mom, mom, you're asleep. I said, oh, sorry. But yeah, that's so. But I wasn't purposely trying to one up the author. Nor was I. I. J.K. premise is worse than the the fear of airports. (laughs) This is so far off the map. No, J.K. Rowling uh, is brilliant. Yeah, she's a good author. Got it. She brought, you know, kids waited in line overnight to get those books. Not since Dickens had anybody been that enthusiastic about reading. And yet you, Jimmy Pardo, were interjecting your little ideas into the story to such a degree that your kid had to go, you know what, close the book. Mom... Yeah, uh, you know, could that's you what happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah, does he talk to you now? Or are you alone a lot at the house? <laughs> uh, they they seem to get out of the house before I wake up a lot. Do they? That's yeah. Well, that's why um, your little kitten Jimmy is going to be such a good partner for you. That's yeah. going to be nice. He's going to be an outdoor cat. <laughs> you're going to love him. He's going to be an outdoor you're, cat. Then I you're going to be an outdoor guy. I'm telling you, you're going to spend <laughs> a lot of time around Jimmy. And what are you naming this other little gray? I haven't decided. I was thinking maybe let my son do it. Um, oh. That's that's nice. Is he still speaking to you he, after you fucked up Harry Potter like that? Yes. He's, uh, wow. We're still on speaking terms. Wow. That's he's been great. okay with this. Yeah. He's not aware of your premise yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Did you read to him from Huckleberry Finn, but it was like a cruise ship instead of a raft? That was a mistake. Yeah, it was an error on my part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It also was uh, hard trying to keep uh, the word uh, straight in my mind what I replaced the N-word with so that I could read that. Oh, tone. well, okay. There's a little problem there. But, but the... The truth is that mm-hmm. the that the black man in uh, 
Huckleberry Finn. Yes. Uh, is Jim, I believe his name. Is. Yeah, he. Um, you know, he teaches. Uh, um, he, I can't. You know, the sort of moral center of what happens. Uh, it, you know, revolves around that that, that character. Yeah, uh, Jim, and uh, it doesn't take away the N word. But on the other hand. Is the N-word the source of the problem? And I would argue no. I would argue that it's a much bigger problem than that. And that when we focus on just that, um, we do a disservice. Uh, but I, that's not what I meant. I, I, didn't, I wasn't bringing it up as a racial thing. What I was suggesting was... Hey, Joe was, Biden, what just happened? <laughs> what, I, what I was suggesting was... Did you turn on your record player? <laughs> no, no. Did I? Did I avoid that topic? No, no. But you, uh, no. I don't think anybody knows what happened. <laughs> no. Was it a Hilton thing? Was it? A, did I have another Hilton moment? I think it's the Hilton. I think Conrad's in your head, and uh, you're uh, you're having. Wait, a, Con- I thought you meant Joseph Conrad for no, a minute. For a second, no. I thought I meant Conrad Birdie. So even I oh, was unaware wow. of who I was speaking about. Conrad Birdie. Uh, did you do musicals in high school? Did you do any plays in high I school? I did. I loved it. I was Winthrop in uh, uh, in the seventh grade in The Music Man. And I was May in um, oh, The Pajama Game in the eighth grade. And so much fun. What's the big song for Pajama Game? It's not, not Wash This Man Right Out of the My Hair, is pajama it? Pajama Game? No. Uh, that's South Pacific, I think, yeah, I which think I've never right. seen. Uh, it's, it's okay. Uh, Steam Heat comes from Pajama Games. That's what it I was. Got steam That's heat. what it is. That's, that's the great. song I was thinking of when I erroneously said, "Wash the man right on my hair." I knew. Yeah. Well, water. that's the kind of thing that you would do when you were reading a lot to your son. Was you would just throw in God, whatever you wanted. Yeah, why do I give you these things? Yeah. That's just, this is why your son feels frustrated sometimes. I bet yeah, he was happy when school was back in session. <laughs> uh, what did he do over the summer? What did he do? Uh, went to Second City, took Second City Camp, which he uh, enjoys going to. Oh, that's cool. Um, and otherwise, you know, he, he went on a couple of vacations. Uh, I was with him for one of them. And uh, he, and the other one, you just set him off on uh, your good, own? Good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, he went to Delaware with his mom, and uh, they stayed with some friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, Wow. They went to Delaware? Two people went to Delaware? Yeah. <laughs> There's not room enough for two people in Delaware. That is a small state. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. When uh, you know, when my kids were little, we had a puzzle map of the United States. You know, mm-hmm. wooden puzzle map. Yeah. And uh, so, I, no, my kids never did it. They never cared about it one way or the other. But somehow, it was over with the toys, and it would get bonked, and all the pieces would fall out. So you know, in the middle of the night, when I'm cleaning up, I'd be putting together the puzzle map. And eventually, I just put those small states into a Ziploc bag. I thought it doesn't really matter where they are. They're teeny little states. I see. You know, uh, Connecticut's been vacuumed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think my cat. Eight Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, not Jimmy, not th- this little cat. You were going to love it. I'm going to love this cat. You're going to love yeah. this Again, cat. Again, it's going to be an outdoor cat. It's not going to be an outdoor They're cat. They're outdoor cats. I'm a cat. I love them inside. What, uh, but what's, the, what's, what's the other cat's name? I, again, I haven't decided. I'm going to let my son decide. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. 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 I forgot. If I had to take a guess, probably Bruce Wayne. That would be a guess on my part. <laughs> that's, um, that's a great name. I was just thinking, uh, uh, you know, Jeremiah Johnson, just because of the outdoor you know, mm. he was I would a, call him JJ for short. Yeah, there. So you're like, no, because then it's like Jimmy Walker. Yeah, yeah this this guy's dynamite. Okay, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, okay, remember? Okay, this is really going back a ways. Okay, remember when? Oh, Boehner. Okay, remember when John Boehner, who was Speaker of the House, had the Pope, invited the Pope to come speak to the Congress? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Okay. So this Pope speaks to the Congress, and it was a big, you know, it was all over MSNBC, CNN, you couldn't get enough of the Pope's visit. And uh, so uh, he 
after he speaks to the Congress, um, he's in the hallway, and uh, um, uh, there was like uh, some press guys that happened to show up right after this incident happened. So Boehner was alone for a minute with the Pope in the hallway of uh, of, a, of the Congress, and uh, and he had a moment with the Pope, and then the, and then the Pope walked away. And there's a couple of press guys there. And he's so excited to tell what just happened that he drags these press guys over. He goes, you can, and he's pacing back and forth, sort of playing both roles of himself and the Pope, trying to show them, uh, you know, trying to act out what had just happened, this amazing thing. And he says that the Pope took him by the arm and said to him, pray for me. And Boehner felt like, you know, he, he quit the Congress after that. He quit after that because he, he felt like... It had been this divine moment. It was like a message to him from the Pope. Well, I was watching MSNBC all day that day, or CNN or something, and I happened to see he, the Pope then went to a school in Harlem. And uh, he talks to these kids, and, and he speaks mostly in whatever language he speaks, I forget. But uh, he, he speaks a little bit of English. He says to them, he says, I have some homework for you. And the kids are delighted by that idea, and they laugh about that. And he says... Pray for me. And that, and I just saw that after I saw the Boehner thing. I was like, oh my God, poor Boehner. He <laughs> thinks that it's this unique moment yeah. of him and the Pope connecting and maybe, you know, touched by the hand of God or something. And it's it's his catchphrase. That's just what, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Jimmy Walker with dynamite. Yeah. It's just, that's just what the Pope says. And then he quit the, oh. oh boy. Yeah. I have, you know, I haven't thought about that in a long time, but just now. You know, I well, think, it all came back to you. Yeah, I did. I was thinking about, uh, um, well, when I saw this almost translucent white skin over here, I, you know, <laughs> made me think about Boehner and how yeah. orangey he was. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite MSNBC uh, uh, host? Oh, hands down, Rachel Maddow. All right, who's your second then? Because that's that's the given. Oh, oh, who's your second? Oh, you like oh. that Lawrence O'Donnell? You like Chris Hayes? I do like Chris Hayes. I like, like uh, uh, Ali Melber. No, Ali Melber's the one they always put out in the rain. Oh, is he? No, that's uh, that's the other guy. That's uh, Ali Velshi. That's Ali Velshi. Okay, Ar- I like Ari, it. It's Ari Melber. Ari Melber. Yeah. Ari Melber. Yeah, they've got to move away from the A I, it continent. It confuses me every I. single time. Yeah, it does me too. But you're right. Ali Velshi's the one they put out in the rain. Yeah, they do. And uh, uh, no, I like Ari Melber. I like him a lot. Yeah, he does a rap. Matt, you like him. Matt. He, he loves the rap stuff. I remember on John Oliver, they did a montage of yeah. all the times he's tried to jam rap references well, he, into news. Uh, not all the yeah. He does it every show. Yeah, he, he does. And he says his producers, he'll actually say, my producer's going to kill me for this yeah <laughs> yeah and it doesn't stop him he yeah. has a, like a eric and rakim said and then he god bless him yeah yeah so uh, yeah well you know i you know i've become a rapper myself yes you got some new song out i've been told yeah i have a new song yeah i can't even say it's an album it's not it's just one song yeah um but it's sweeping the nation is it <laughs> In the in the same way that the news of Jimmy's meat issue is sweeping the nation, is yes, yeah, everybody the world knows know about it. Everybody knows about it. Yeah, right, the whole tell, world. Wait, wait, now we got to take a break. So let's take a break, and then we come back. You can tell us what you're talking about. All right. How about that? Look at that tease. Like nice. I'm a real DJ. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Paula Poundstone's on Twitter at Paula Poundstone. Go to paulapoundstone.com if you want to see what her dates are coming up. She's doing a lot of. Uh, 
live dates stand-up comedy nashville tennessee the tennessee performing arts center on the 20th of september she's in vacaville on the 21st at the performing arts center there she's at the orpheum in flagstaff arizona on the 27th and as she mentions on the show the theater at the ace hotel in los angeles on the 28th of september please check her out there check out her podcast nobody listens to paula poundstone that's wherever you get podcasts and on maximum fun so that's fun a uh, friend of jesse's and that means a friend of ours wait she's also directly a friend of ours so th- i didn't need to say that part we're doing uh, Never Not Funny Live at Vitello's on November 25th. That's in uh, Studio City, California. We are also going to be going to... Did I write it here? Um, yeah, Minneapolis. Before that, actually. Minneapolis, we're going to be uh, in your city on the 16th of November. And Chicago, we're going at Zanies and Rosemont on the 17th. Both matinee shows. The tickets aren't available yet, but uh, we'll let you know when they're available and, and more details. But they're both matinee shows on the 16th and 17th. And uh, you'll find our ticket links at Never Not Funny dot com when they go up jimmy pardo is doing stand-up at uh, flappers in burbank october 4th and 5th penguins in cedar rapids iowa october 25th and 26th and the american comedy company in uh, san diego on november 10th and finally want to give a little quick plug to the show my wife works on disenchantment uh season two starts on netflix september 20th i got to see the first two episodes last night and they were great uh, i love that show if you enjoyed the first season i think you'll enjoy the second season even more and uh it's the show that matt Groening created if you like the simpsons and futurama there's no reason you wouldn't like disenchantment september 20th on netflix enjoy matt i'm gonna quote my listen i've told you they're one of my favorite bands aha yeah they have a song called hunting high and low you know i'll be hunting high and low they do it better than that <laughs> uh but you know what i know that you and i do the same thing we hunt high and low to find 100 grass-fed finished beef free-range organic chicken heritage breed pork and uh, for Danielle, uh, wild-caught salmon. It's hard to do that at the grocery store, isn't it? Well, especially now when you don't really want to maybe be in a grocery store for a prolonged period of time uh, hunting around. You want to limit your indoor uh, time with uh, strangers. And uh, so I, you know, I just go butcher box. Uh, just forget it. Let, let them bring the meat to me. You know what? You, you nailed it. Luckily, today's sponsor, Butcher Box, believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meats. Butcher Box couldn't be easier. You just sign up, you select your box, and they ship it right to your door every month. And when you sign up right now, you get their steak sampler with six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks. Nice. Because the best steak night is free steak night, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. That, boy, do I love steak. I have not had a steak. Uh, and maybe Butcher Box will solve this problem for me, but I have not had a steak since this pandemic started. Oh, my because God. Because of... Uh, you know, yeah, you're not going to restaurants and uh, you don't like cooking meat in your house. That's right. But when I do go to a restaurant, I get a steak because I don't uh, generally uh, get that at the home. But I now Butcher Box will solve that problem. Every month, Butcher Box is going to ship a curated selection of high quality meat right to your home. No added antibiotics or hormones ever. Each box has nine to 11 pounds of meat. That's enough for 24 individual meals. Now, that could be 12 days. Maybe you want to do lunch and dinner with mm-hmm. that. Maybe you want to do uh, spread that out over 24 meals. Mm hmm. Maybe, maybe if there's bacon involved, you're bringing in breakfast into the mix. Maybe there's 12 people in your house and that's just two dinners. Well, that's a great point. That's a, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. <laughs> you're running an orphanage. <laughs> I'm taking, uh, I'm t- taking people in. It's mostly, mostly uh, wild dogs, but uh, they love the, they love the steaks too. I mean, you, you should see them when the steak starts cooking, they go crazy. Oh, I would imagine. And, and by the way, I know that, uh, that that song Wild Dogs by Duran Duran scares you. So I don't, I'm, I'm glad that we're moving on from that quickly. Wild, wild dogs. Wild dogs always bark. Hey.
All right, listen, you can customize uh, your box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you're going to get exactly what you want. I say it again, it is a no-brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocer's. And you got options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, as I mentioned, the organic, the free-range organic chicken, the heritage pork, the wild-caught Alaska salmon, and sugar-slash-nitrate-free bacon. Yeah, baby, that's the best. It's the way meat should be, man. Mm-hmm. It's the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat from ButcherBox. You get the highest quality meat for just about six bucks a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii. But Alaska's covered. They got the salmon right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Just step outside your door and uh, stick your hand out. The salmon jumps into your hand. In fact, they can't wait to get into that uh, griddle. Is that how you do a salmon? <laughs> griddle? Sure. That's one way. Uh, now, listen, for a limited time, new members get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. Now, let me break that down for you, Matt. You're going to get two New York strips mm-hmm. and four top sirloins added to your first box for free. Nice. Act quickly. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday. That is six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks for free in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash pardo. That is butcherbox.com slash pardo, B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X.com slash pardo. Butcher box. A better way to meet. Matt, let's talk about our buddies over there at Quip. They got this great new flossy thing that I want to talk about with yeah, you. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's very cool. Now, listen, these you see these plastic floss picks and stuff. I, I Admittedly, I have them in my car, and then uh, you got to throw them away, and it just mucks everything up. Uh, you know, the, uh, Quip has this new thing that you and I were talking about before we started uh, talking uh, uh, with microphones in front of our faces. Yeah. Uh, and how cool this thing is. It's very cool. It looks like, uh, Elise noticed that it, it kind of looks like an earbud case, like uh, like you have uh, your Raycons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little bigger, but it's 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 got a cool snapshot, like almost, a, I think it's a magnetic snapshot case. Uh, and then on the inside, you've got the 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 holder, and then this thing, you just, you, you pop, you press the Q on the holder, and it opens up the, the mouth of the guy, and then you snap down grab your floss snap it shut and then you pull and and uh cut off that little segment and then you're only using that amount of floss just the amount of from from point a to point b on the grabber and you're not wasting floss you're not wasting reusable plastic uh doodads and uh and then that that the spool underneath is easily replaceable too so uh it's, it's great it's genius it's also fun. It's fun it to is. everything you just described is fun to do. Yeah. And, uh, and you kind of look forward to flossing, which I think we could all agree. Nobody looks forward to flossing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So you get it in there. You press that cue. You open it up. You get in there. You cover it down. And then before you know it, you're flossing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're singing a song man, with, with fresh teeth. <laughs> uh, now, listen, you know, Quip, it's the electric tooth- uh, toothbrush that we talk about all the time. It's got the sleek uh, look, well, now they got the sleek, reusable floss pick that you'll want next. Uh, as we mentioned, it's got a durable handle uh, that is easy to guide, restrings with a click, comes with a compact mirror. You forgot to mention the mirror, Matt. Oh, yeah, inside the case is a little mirror. So a little mirror. If you're on a date, mm-hmm. right? If we're ever out of this COVID, you're on a date, and you go, I got a little something, you pop that up, and you got a little mirror right there, you get up in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the single refill pod that replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for your teeth and the environment. All right, so this is, uh, let me tell you this. If you're not a pick person, Quip also has a refillable floss string that expands to clean. Pair your floss with the perfect electric toothbrush. Uh, Quip has the simple guiding features you like. Uh, It's got the timed uh, sonic vibrations. Uh, You can personalize your routine with over nine premium brush colors. 
Matt, you were talking about uh, making them of those soccer team colors that you like, your your quip brush. Yeah, well, because uh, now I have the black handle with the because it has the Bluetooth sync thing. So that they have Quip has an app which lets you track your brush progress and and actually earn rewards, which is pretty cool. Um, but the handle on that one's black. So I was thinking if I could get a gold top part with the black handle, that would be like LAFC black and gold. But uh, now I just got a, 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 a just one of my regular replacements. So now it, now mine's black and white, which also looks pretty cool. Uh, so uh, I, I'd like to talk about this further with you off the air. But the point is this: <laughs> okay. uh, Quip is uh, fantastic. We all use them. Everybody here in my family uses them. Over there, the Belknaps use it. We like the Quip, and now we like this Quip Floss as well. Uh, you got as Matt mentioned, it's got that uh, that new app, the free Quip app that you can get. Uh, so you can get amazing rewards like free products and discounts uh, as you track and coach better oral health habits two minutes a day, twice a day. Uh, Quip also delivers brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the store. Uh, bring delight to your everyday brushing and join over 5 million mouths. <laughs> brushing with Quip, starting at $25. Now, here's your CTA. If you go to getquip.com slash pardo right now, you will get your first refill free. That is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Pardo, and you will get your first refill for free. Uh, Quip has better oral health made simple. Getquip.com slash Pardo. Uh, again, I use it. Matt uses it. I'm now using this new floss thing. I'm on board with Quip. I'm on board with the app. I like everything about Quip. I'm a Quip guy, Matt. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'll Quip all day. Uh, well, it's quip this, quip that, quip everywhere you want to go. Quip, quip McDonald had a farm. If you get uh, go to getquip.com slash pardo right now, get your first refill free. Getquip.com slash pardo. Quip! A better way to floss and brush. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Paula Poundstone is here. Elliot, how are you? How was your weekend? Good? Uh, yeah, doing All fine. Right. We'll talk Thursday. <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, Paula, I had a question for you. Oh, you brought up the uh, the puzzle of the uh, of the states. Uh, uh, yeah. Are you a per- can you have you crossed off all fifty states? Have you performed at every state? I think I have. You have. I believe I have. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who's this now? Who's the woman behind the glasses? Oh yeah, I found my. Oh no, you found my. You're glasses. welcome. Thank you. So That's why much. I brought it up. I wanted to. Yeah. Pump no, up, I, a public I'm so thing. grateful that because that was going to be a long mistake. Do you wear contacts on stage? Is that what you do? Or do you no, just go I just up there? don't see. You don't see on stage. I just don't see. No. Yeah. Now I um. No, I mean my vision's funny. I, I it's I don't really I don't need them all the time. I I need them when I want to see. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. I'm 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 losing my patience with friends uh, that need hearing aids and won't get them. Yeah. Right. I am sick of shouting. I mean, I, or, or, or here's the part I really don't like. Okay. No one wants to lose their hearing, and no one wants to feel old. And I, I understand that. I'm trust me, I'm feeling old. Uh, it's it, it's not good. But uh, here's the part I really don't like. It's not just that the person that I'm talking to doesn't hear what I say. What I really loathe is when they guess when they didn't hear, <laughs> because the guesses. My manager, who I, I I love to death, she's the best manager ever. Uh, we were backstage one time, and uh, and I, I, I and she never travels with me. It was I was local, and, and uh, so we're not together very often at all. But I said uh, I was just about to go on. And I go, you know, I have a wedgie, and she goes, "You're a legend," <laughs> and I was just we've worked together for twenty six years. I I, I was I was like. 
What have I ever said <laughs> that makes you believe <laughs> that I would say I'm a legend? Like, if you're going to guess, that would be like, you know, one millionth on the list. Yep. And I have a wedgie would take the first five slots. <laughs> In fairness, I, I would be surprised by I have a wedgie as well. So I, uh, I I'm going to give her know, a little I think slack. I also was sort of tugging at my pants at the <laughs> well, same time. Well, that might be your context clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. jumping up and down trying to right. dislodge the uh, offending flap. Um <laughs> Yeah, very, but I just yeah. I t- so does she? She needs a hearing aid. And I have to re- say, she got hearing aids, and uh, she often doesn't turn them on. Oh. But she yeah. has them on her head. But, but at least she did get them. They're also, you know, the other thing is, we're not, you know, it's not Beethoven. We're not talking about go get an ear horn, which you know they're pretty discreet now. They are now, you know, yeah, you and, can't even and see she them has anymore. long hair, and, and so you know, it's probably easier for a woman than uh, for a, 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 a guy like little Jimmy, the long-haired cat. If he needs uh, hearing aids, you're not even going to see those hearing aids. I don't think you're going to have to pay for those kind of costs. You don't think so? No, those costs will not need to be yeah, covered. Yeah. A lot of cat, a lot of pet stuff is so expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get to save on that bit because you know I I don't know if I mentioned I'm allergic to all cats and dogs. I can't. Yeah, that's not going to be a problem. That's not going to be a problem for you. You take a couple of pills, you'll be fine. Well, I don't need this deaf cat. Some, I didn't yeah. know the cat was deaf. No, it's not deaf. I'm just saying if it happens to ever, you can tell it's not deaf. Like call it. I'm not calling the cat. <laughs> no, this is the beginning of your binding. Go ahead, no, call it. I'm, I'm going to put, put it right here on the table. I am all for theater you... of the mind, but I am not going to be some no. jackass no, talking on, to on. this cat. <laughs> not... No, just call it. It'll oh, come to okay. you. Okay, Jimmy Long Hair. <laughs> Please. I can't go. No, just kind of pat. I'm not patting. You're doing this, Paul, and there's no fucking cat here. Also, cats don't come when you call them. <laughs> oh, they oh sure they do. Oh, they do. What? Absolutely, well, they, food, do. they do. <laughs> no, no, they come. My they cats come? love to be pet. Well, if I if I that's... make if I if I make the slightest angle of flexing, like if it, if, <laughs> if if there's anything even nearing a lap, yeah. uh, my cats, wow. you know, they're on it. Yeah, yeah. My cats have several heads. God, yeah. I love them. Yeah, I love you them. you do. You're gonna love little Jimmy. He's gonna love you. You know, I. Jimmy, I love cats. I would never give a cat to someone that I did that I did wasn't sure that there would be this nice. bonding with. And I can see the way you're looking at him. You do. You you love little Jimmy Longhair. I don't dislike Jimmy Longhair. <laughs> and by the way, I have 35 pounds of catnip. So if you need if you need any catnip, okay, that's a yeah. federal offense, actually. Yeah. No, my Come my, to you? Over my two boss ounces. on uh, wait wait don't tell me was sending me a thank thank you gift, and he sent me 35 pounds. In the catnip. mail? Yeah. Yeah, that does sound illegal, man, Jesus. doesn't it? Yeah. Over state lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did Mo Rocca get? Did he get the same thing? No, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't do what I did to receive the thank you gift. What did you do? Mo wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, I performed at a and like a public radio, you know, conference of some sort, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, got thirty-five pounds of catnip. <laughs> She's seen when we opened the box. Uh, my cats were so happy. I would. I'm in my head. In fact, the reason oh, yeah. that uh, little Jimmy is available is because his mother is in rehab right now. <laughs> oh, too much of the cat now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's his mother. No, right the mother's there. right there. Yeah. My God. <laughs> Where do you perform locally when you're here in, in California? What do you do? do I Thousand almost, Oaks. No, I do do Thousand Oaks. Yeah, I do. I, on September 28th, I am doing. 
It says the strangest Doritos? hotel. No, I'm doing the um, the what is it? Oh, the what is it called? Hotel. The theater at Ace Hotel. Oh, that's a great venue. Yeah, nice. have there, I've never been there. Yeah. Oh, am I going to be able to? F- how's the? Is it? Do, do you make a lot of rights or lefts down there? Uh, um, uh, the streets, you mean? The yeah. streets? Well, there's, there's probably a combo of both. Yeah. Oh, you think both? Okay. Yeah, I do. All right. <laughs> a couple, pretty ex- it's pretty accessible, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. like I'm like Magellan now. That's all I need. You, yeah. you do both rights and lefts? Yeah, all right. I'll get there. Don't worry about me. You're not just going to go in a circle. Yeah. Um, September 28th, it's going to be. It's, it's coming yeah. up, isn't it's it? It's a Saturday. It's a Sabado coming up. Yep. It's an evening show? Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know if you what do, do matinees. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? After school specials? Yeah. No, I don't do matinees. What do you do? Little like when I did your um, partathon, um, which was so much. Uh, it was podcastathon. Am I saying the wrong thing? Well, now you said it correctly. Yeah. My uh, assistant today said that um, I was going to do Jimmy Pardu, and I go, you know. It couldn't be clear. It's written P-A-R-D-O. Thank Could you. not be clear. You fired her immediately, I assume. Uh, it's a guy, uh, Wendell. And, uh, uh, Wendell? No, but I did um, ask to see him. How long has Wendell been with you? I don't know. Long time. Is he a younger fellow? Wendell's either a young person no, or he's about a, my age. an older gentleman. No, he's about my age. Okay. Wendell. Does he live with you? No. No, Wendell's no, but I work out of my house. Right, but so he's over at the house quite Always often. over at the house. Wendell's we there. work in my, uh, in my office slash bedroom, which has no bed, so it's really more of an office. That's the second time you brought that up. Yeah. I don't. I meant to bring that up, because I, I, you said you don't sleep in a bed. And I do I not like, sleep in a bed. What does that I mean? I sleep in an area. Uh, I sleep on the floor. I sleep on the wood floor. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is this since the accident? In no, this is since high school. Why, why, yeah. why? I know what you're thinking. A few weeks ago. Uh, high school. Not yeah, because I look good. I look, well, you I look, look great. I look yeah. young. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do. Yeah. Well, I'm in pretty good shape, you know. I, I take Taekwondo. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm almost a black belt. Um, but is it, is it a brown belt then? Is that what's right before black belt? Uh, I'm working on my red belt right now. But you I love red. I already had my, uh, uh, I'm already a brown belt. I'm okay, working on my I, red belt. I, and then the next belt... That's black. Will be a black belt. But here's what I found out. And my guy, I think um, uh, I think he adds in belts that aren't real just to make you feel like you're improving. Because I, I just got a panda belt. And, uh, I think you may have had it. Yes. Yeah. You and, might be uh, being yeah. misled a little think, bit. Yeah. Yeah. My peppermint belt, I think, was a giveaway for me. Oh. That's when I began to suspect Boy, but you're, but you might not be but right. But you continue to go. Yeah, because it's a workout. I, I, I don't really need... Uh, any particular belt mm-hmm. although I have to admit I, I, I now that I'm closer to being a black belt I am a little bit roped in mm-hmm. because I think it will be really cool to say I'm a black belt but what most people don't realize is that there are many degrees of black belt right and therefore uh, it's all but meaningless don't fear me when you see me um, uh, you know well, what if you get to be a third degree uh, yeah, that might happen. Might happen. And then you're gonna, I, you're and, not going to quit the second you get that belt. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to continue because I want to, uh, it, you know, I, I, I consider it sort of wellness. I consider it preventative. Mm. How often do you go every week? Uh, three or four times a week. Great. Yeah. It's near the house. Does Wendell go? Wendell does not go. Would you like to see Wendell go? Wendell um, needs to probably start going. <laughs> I'll suggest it to him. I'd like yeah, to Every that. time I come in, he'll go, how is, how is, uh, what is he, how is Kung Fu? That's what he always says. <laughs> See, that's Wendell. Fu? Yeah, Wendell's uh, like, Wendell. how is Kung Fu? can't get anything right. Pardu, <laughs> Kung Fu, everything yeah, has to be an ooh yeah, with this ooh. guy. That's yeah. everything too, right? He says, Paula, how is Kung Fu? Um, yeah. No, he loves he loves cats. He was heartbroken when I took little Jimmy. Oh, I would uh, imagine. Because I think he wanted to Well, you know it. what? 
I'm allergic, so go ahead and bring it back to Wendell. That is very no, big of you. No, Wendell already, you know, he said his goodbyes. He's, I think he really, his no, eyes are no, going to be like saucers way, when he sees that I, thing. Uh, that little, uh, no, with your eye, look at, he's just wiping his eye. He's tearing no, up I, over the I'm idea. I'm scratching my eyes. Allergy. He's allergic. I, no, I'm also, I, I don't, I'm you, getting, I'm swelling a little bit. I'm I, feeling guys, it. Guys, take a, like a Benadryl or something. I mean, I'm not. But then I'm going to be in a coma. I'm going to be got to be sharp for the show. Coma. Coma. I will, I will be, be in a coma. You'll be in a coma from a Benadryl? Yeah, it, doesn't that, it knocks you out. It does. No, it, it doesn't. You sleepy. It doesn't put you in a coma. It does. It makes you very sleepy, <laughs> Paula. <laughs> Being very sleepy is not the same thing as a coma, Doctor Pardo. I may have been using it, words slipped for into a humor, coma. Poundstone. <laughs> no, he slipped into a coma. A, I'm not one of your sure? props at your shows. You I'm just, not going to allow this. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm doing desk work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my table work. My, my table nice. work. I, I wish that you didn't have to work. tell us it's about that song so that we could have ended on that laugh. That would have been oh, a nice man, laugh. Man, that would, oh, uh, tell yeah. us about this song. that. Uh, uh, I have a rap song. It's called, yeah. uh, it's called Not My Butterfinger. And uh, I don't know if you've heard this shocking news, but uh, Butterfinger, the, the company that makes Butterfingers, mm-hmm. was bought by another company. Okay. One day I was on the road. I got to go to a store, which is like a big thrill for me when I'm on the road. I go in. I think I was going to get some allergy meds, by the way, um, uh, because this was before little Jimmy was born. Mm-hmm. And so I was just carrying um, the mother cat with me um, to keep her well. And uh, so I got, I got, so I had to get an allergy pill, which is what you'll do once mm. you get little Jimmy home. Um, and uh, I go in, and 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 there's a cardboard, you know, bin of of uh, the uh, bags of uh, Butterfinger chips, which is one of my favorite sizes. And I, Wait, I don't think I know what Butterfinger chips. Are. Um, they're like small, like little pillows of Butterfingers, and you open the bag, oh, and yeah, they're yeah. not wrapped in there. Oh, they're like you know, oh, they're like bite size. I like that. Oh, they're really good. It's not as messy as the other. Yeah. So, anyways, I, but I was very excited to find them. I purchased them. I sit. I get in the car, I open the bag, I pop one in my mouth, and I am repulsed. What's up? Something, something changed. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was, uh, And I'm like looking for the date on the bag. I'm thinking maybe I'm going to go back in, tell them these are outdated. And then I see it. I see the horror. On the upper corner, there's a red triangle, and in it, it says, new, improved recipe. After, what, 60 years? Right. And it is inedible. It's so You awful. hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And the thing is, I mean, for me, that was always something to look forward to. Like, maybe I'll find a Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? And now I have no hope. There's nothing. <laughs> we have we have a, 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 a madman in the White House yeah. and some people that like him. And, this butterfingers, and butterfingers don't taste good anymore. So I just, all the... What do you got? Right. Nothing. That's what you got. Yeah. You know? You know, the only thing left to me is to try to make the world a happier place by um, by rapping about this. By situation. giving kittens to people that oh. I know have an emptiness inside. Sure, I was sad, trying to promote sadness. your song. And, uh, uh, yeah. Back no to yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. you, now do you now listen. Are you then like if, when you're at the theater at the Ace Hotel? Uh, you guys have been great. I gotta go, but before I do, here's my song. And then do you perform your song? No. <laughs> no. Then who's this? Where's the song live? Where do they? Uh, where do they? Well, you'll be. They'll be. Uh, it's it's not up on iTunes this minute, but it will be 
I don't know, soon, okay. next few days, it'll okay. be up on iTunes. Great. Apparently, it's an arduous process getting something up on iTunes. Yes, I didn't is. know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, we're on the we're on, we're on on the way. We're well on the Who's way. Who's on? Wendell? Wendell doing the uh, legwork uh, on no, this? No. Uh, my my manager and co-producer, Bonnie Burns. She can't hear Captain anything. Crinkle. She doesn't know yeah, what's going on. Yeah, supposed. She thought she had it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to it right now. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves it. She thinks it's great. <laughs> I haven't even recorded it yet, but she's loving it. <laughs> Loving it. No, I have recorded it, and it was on. You uh, are a legend. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's exactly what I. Um, it, it, it's on my uh, most recent. Uh, uh, no, I guess it's on last week's episode of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Although I have to tell uh, listeners that may have listened to whatever week that was, uh, um, we accidentally posted uh, an incomplete version of it oh, no. and, and so we had to take the whole episode down and put it back in the right way and put okay. it back up again you probably should tell your listeners that yeah, more, so, than, more than ours yeah well yeah i was if there's one or two crossover there's gonna be there's certainly some bleed over there's yeah. no doubt yeah in mind. yeah you and two, you know and two they're legends torn. like us yeah they're torn those people they're like who you know they're like you know yeah i yeah. think there's a lot of people that are big fans of mine and they just want to help you <laughs> uh which is why um uh, for uh, do you have a website here for uh, uh, we're never the one funny? show that doesn't do a website. Of website. course, we have a website. <laughs> oh, okay. You have a website. That's good. So you guys can go to the Never Not Funny uh, website, and I'm sure there's a contact information there yep. and, and and a way that you can send cat food to Jimmy Pardo. Okay, don't do he's that. I'm, need... I'm, don't, don't, I'm telling those who <laughs> right now, do not do that. I am sure you'll find that to be humorous. Do not he's do not waste need, money sending gonna, me cat food. He's gonna need cat food for little Jimmy the <sighs> kitten who's eventually going to be a full-grown cat, and he won't want it to be an outdoor cat where it will eat field mice. He'll want it in his house. <laughs> field mice. It's the perfect two words in the history of the show. Uh, Paula, you bring me nothing but joy. Oh, this has been so much fun. It's Thank you It's always so much. great to see you. I mean that sincerely. Like I, well, I, I woke up today... Just with a spring in my step, knowing that I would see you, because God damn it, you make me laugh. Well, it could also be you compensating for the weird shoulder thing. Yeah, I tried have you to... noticed he's been walking <laughs> like the guy from the Real McCoys? <laughs> yeah, that's what they said to me. Here, here right. it comes again. A day doesn't go by where I don't say, "Jimmy, stop walking like that guy from the Real McCoys." <laughs> yeah, I can't think of his name right now, but I thought it was pretty good that I could get to Real McCoys. I liked that it. Fast. It was quick. Who the heck was that? Uh, uh, James from Francisco. No, no, that's not even the real James Franciscus is the guy's name I wanted to say. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beats, that's Garen Cockrell. Looking back there, there's Elliot Hochberg, the Hunter Matt Belknap, our great friend Paula Poundstone. I'm Jimmy wow. Pardo. Stop talking. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.